0: Yes, hello. I am James Roders, and today is a WNR 490. It's AEW All Out 2023. I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WR team. Up first by my side for every WWE and AEW show is, of course, the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How's it going, Jaxie?
1: Hello, going well, thank you. Doing well. Um, excited for another AEW premium live event uh, review. Uh, let's hope that the gods are in my favor. Um, today.
0: Now look, <laughs> I know I might have mentioned it once or twice on the last show. Okay, about... here we go. Here we go,
1: about... Monty. Listen up, just in case, Monty. No, no, no. Just in case you didn't know.
0: About how badly you're doing on the WWE yes. predictions. Have I, have I mentioned that? I don't know, I don't know if I have. What's the point? I don't
2: think so, Monty. She, so heard she continued it. You yeah. continued continue losing? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. Well,
0: she went, Monty, she went to the Miz over LA night. <laughs>
1: Listen, this was... This was back when I thought that The Miz was going to be able to use cheating tactics because I didn't think that John Cena was about to, like, you know, insert himself as special guest referee. So excuse me if I thought we were going to have a bit of cheating going on to keep building up LA Knight versus The Miz. That's what I thought was going to happen, okay? And John Cena screwed me over in that respect.
0: You see, people listening to this who have just gone from last week's into this week's show, it's just the same journey. You see, we've picked up exactly where we left. But what I was going to (laughs) say... Is I know how badly we do in WWE. It's the kind of opposite in AEW. Of course, one uh, all in at Wembley, yeah. so you must be confident yeah. okay. AEW show.
1: Um, I don't, I don't know if confidence is the right word. Um, uh, I think I'm sweating a little because now that I've actually reached that status of like sort of being on top of AEW, it's like the pressure is there for me to stay on top because of, as you've rightly pointed out, James, I'm such a loser in WWE.
0: Yes. Yes, you are. But uh, we'll see what
1: happens.
0: <laughs> 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 it comes to this, people listening for the first time as well, must think I'm such a cunt. But again, yes, I am. Yeah. All right. So that's, yes, he
1: is. he is a bully. Don't worry. It's even worse for him when we're in person because he gets bullied twice over from yeah. me and my sister. So he definitely gets this back. Do not
0: worry, everyone. Karma's a bitch. It is true. Uh, up <laughs> next, our resident NXT expert and new Japan deity is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man?
2: Going, going as well as it can be going at this time. Uh, Tony Khan decides to screw me over with two uh, pay-per-views, literally right after each other. I barely can handle one pay per view at a time and then he decided, ah, oh, who cares what you got going on with your life. Oh, you can you want to watch payback? Ah, oh, let's get you all out too, because that's just what I wanted to do with my life. Uh but uh, as you will see in uh on this show, I try to not let it affect any of my reviews, but uh yeah. It has been it's been going alright. It's been going all right.
0: I think you've been happier. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <If> people oh <do. laughs> <laughs> uh...
2: back
0: to this earlier updates, maybe
2: <laughs> It's not my fault. What, what a shift! They? What a shift! I feel like, yeah, if you go back three or four updates, man, I was on top of the world, and now, whew, what a hard long fall. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: well, again, it's it's crazy to think how much wrestling we have had, uh, and you, we were doing a show. I think about the G one uh, when the news broke about CM Punk yeah. being fired. Of course, uh, me, Gina, and uh, Jaxie went into more detail last week, what were your thoughts about the CM Punk firing, and where do you think he's going to end up, if anywhere?
2: Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's, it's a while. I don't necessarily want to see him personally end up anywhere, honestly, for a while. It, to be honest, to, in my, my money, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if WWE maybe called him, but I just don't understand that decision either. I mean, if he couldn't make it work, in in the situation that Tony tried to give him with collision, it's hard for me to believe that he can make it work anywhere. Honestly, like of course, I feel like maybe after this whole mess, maybe he would want to, you know, uh, go. Maybe he could go to because again, you can't ever really count anything happening in WWE, out happening in WWE. So uh, it's definitely always a possibility. It's just I'd be really shocked because uh, it would take him to swallow a lot of pride and it's, it's just a lot of stuff that I just don't know. that that he would want to do. But my initial reaction was it was finally the right move. And a lot of what happened at their biggest event ever, uh, a lot of what happened that night could have been avoided if Tony would have pulled the trigger on, on this or been more harsh on his punishment from the original brawl out and all of that. Because a lot of what happened just lingered. And the fact that Tony thought that he could make this work by keeping people apart and then, you know, they're coming together for these shows and we can just, you know, just try to avoid the issue. Or, you know, the fact that uh even if you want to say you want to blame the Young Bucks because they said the Young Bucks possibly gave them a, a six month grace period before you willing to work. But can you really blame them for giving them a grace period before they're willing to work with CM Punk again? Because it's just like it was such a mess. Like you want to see how it play out and then look at look at what happened. It couldn't last six months without getting into something else. But it, all of this was lingering effects. If you want, you know, some people want to blame Jack. Like, I've seen all types of stuff thrown on the internet. But at the end of the day, CM Punk is 40-something years old. He knows yeah. at this point yeah. that he was already, his name was pretty much had a lot of negative negative. Even if he felt like he didn't do anything wrong, in his entire uh, thing, he should know that, mm-hmm. by that by this point, by the time we get to Wembley, anything you do is going to be Twisted turned into the worst thing possible, so why even try? Mm-hmm. Why even take it to that next level in front of your boss, you know, like yeah. at that time? You know what I'm saying? Like, at least wait till the show. If you're gonna do this, wait till the show is over. Maybe you can avoid cameras, which I doubt they would, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you're gonna do it, do it then, but like, don't choose that time there. So, that mm. made me start to believe some of the other rumors about like maybe he was hoping to get removed. I just don't think. I but the thing that makes push back against, those were rumors that he was, after his meeting fell through with the Young Bucks, he was looking for a way out. I don't really buy that yeah. because I just feel like it's a, he has so many ways that he can get away, uh, so many better ways I to think, exit.
1: <laughs> I feel like Phil, would, would he's got too much pride to be like, nah, no, I'm not going to run away like a little bitch from the Young yeah.
2: Bucks.
1: I don't believe plus that. He,
2: he had his own show.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like he literally got collision created for him for that reason. Do you know what I mean? Right, but I do think right. that we do need to to really, like you said, point out that the common denominator uh, for a lot of the backstage issues that have gone down have been CM Punk. He's he's been the demo, uh, denominator in both these these sort of s- scrap ups, as you will. Um, I don't actually think that it's fair to kind of place. So blame on Jungle Boy for the reason for his firing because this has been a build up as you've said Monty as well is um, it's, it's right. been built up over time and again the common denominator is Punk so we've really got to stop saying uh, blaming other people and actually saying well what is it that Punk is doing to antagonize these people because these people were absolutely fine and not having any dramas backstage before Punk joined so you and with to- that
2: being said that's why I don't necessarily know if he should be in WWE. Because that's another locker room that we've heard so far for a while now things have gotten so much better after the McMahon era of booking yeah. and all of that other you know even though you know every now and then you hear more rumors that certain people may be disgruntled with certain things but other than that their, their culture seemed to be really healthy. So why would you bring him in to that culture and expect him to be able to, you know, just fit in and just be another guy. Now, if you say you're going to bring him in for like a one-off or like a couple of appearances every now and then, maybe you can work that out. But honestly, I just would, I just seriously doubt it when it comes to his future. So I have no clue where he will end up. But what I do want to say is also, like, he, he it got to the point to where I even seen that apparently something the young buff did on being the elite he thought was, was – targeting him so he would tell he sent a a, a notice or something to aw saying you know they're they're talking about me but it's like even if they were they weren't by the way the young bucks were not even referencing him but even if they were talking about him do we not have we already forgotten what he was allowed to do on his very first night back (laughs) like like why are you complaining about what someone possibly said about you when you're on your very first night back in the company you're saying counterfeit books and stuff like that it's like it's just again, I don't, you know. Again, it's just at the end of the day, it's hard to look at this situation and not place a place a lot of the blame on what a, a lot of decisions that he made, whether you on one side of the fence or the other. And I just hate the fact that for some reason, some people feel like you have to choose a side in this situation when I don't think that's even the case. At the end of the day, this didn't work because CM Punk did not allow it to work. Because I don't know if you can give someone a better opportunity than that to where you're booking your own your own show to where you can tell some people not to be here or whatever. And even, even in the other thing, like, again, you got to blame Tony because who was in position uh, – who put him in position to even tell Jack, hey, why don't you not use uh, real glass that led to whatever petty stuff Jack said at Wembley? So, again, it's just right, a lot of right, stuff right. when you think I'm about sorry, it. I'm sorry, like-
1: are you E V P. Are you EVP? Like, what right did you have right, to actually like... note to no to Jack in the first place? Like right. it, I get that he was, like, you know, sort of known as that sort of prominent figure that people wanted to listen to. But, again, he was not, like, you know, he's not a staff worker within it that well, can give those rights. He, so why he, had,
0: he had two contracts, and one of them was for wrestling, the other one was for kind of producing <laughs> credits. Collision, Bullshit. and, stuff right. like this. and, and so, that's on Tony. But it, that again, is on Tony. yeah, the, we've seen it before when you give someone creative control. it, it right. And the thing with Punk, again, we don't want to talk about it too much, but if you think about it, he had a year reign as WWE Champion, still wasn't happy. You know, he, he came to AEW, yeah. became world champion, still wasn't happy. Get, came back given his own show, still not happy. After a yeah, while. Yeah, it's like, what can we have do? To, what can, yeah, <laughs> after a while, it's either, it's us or it's him. And if you think of right. every situation, place he's gone to, you know, and, and in the end, it ends up in this way. It's, and again, you talk about. Disrespect and even not the winning regal story. Of course, if he's truly right. called I a stooge, about it. Exactly. then Jack Perry doing that to Punk is exactly the same thing. So you know, practice what you preach. I think would be fair to say.
2: A hundred percent. So yeah, a lot of this is brought on himself. It's unfortunate because he is a box office star. I even saw some people flirting with the fact. Oh, all right, well, he can't. He obviously can't make it in America. So let's go to New Japan. The <laughs> only way that could even work. Is because you the way New Japan do things, he would only be there for the big events. So if that's the, if you can invite him only to do like a Wrestle Kingdom, only to do you know like a, a New Beginning or something like that, then maybe it can make sense. But even then, I'm like. No, nah, it's, it's no it's no point. Because, you know, in Japan, no one's going to take his side. They're just going to beat him up backstage and we'll read about it. <laughs> trying to decipher what's true. <laughs> yeah, He's trying to so, not shake Suzuki's hand. See how, how long yeah, that Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it might not work out the way he thinks. But anyway, yeah, that's enough. But I just wanted to say that because I didn't get a chance to really talk about it. But, yeah, uh I wish him the best because I am a fan of him. That's, that's the thing that sucks because I think anyone who's a fan of what Punk does in the ring, and what he, what he was as a character. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that I feel okay. like it's, it's really messed up that his, whoever, wh- however he felt backstage and whoever he is as a person kind of screwed us all out of the many. Because di- I, I was looking forward to not only the match with Ricky on this show that we're talking about now. Uh, I'm looking forward to that playoffs. I also was looking forward to the future that him and Max would possibly have a winner-take-all type of situation. Like, it's all types of you know, Obviously, the Elite Stuff down the line, you would hope would actually get a payoff. So it's just sad that all the big business and big money he could have been making for AEW gets thrown down the drain because of ego. Yeah,
0: and that's a shame, you know. And again, there was two big stories, Monty. There was the CM Punk thing, and also last week, uh, the thing changed. and I, And I got to tell you, I'm calling for someone, do you know that? I really do. And I, I'll tell you more. I'll tell you more actually, because she's got she's got eyes like a sunrise like a rainfall down my soul and I wonder, I wonder why you look at me like that, what you're thinking, what's behind. Don't tell me but I think it feels like love so I'm going to take this moment, I'm going to make it last forever. I'm going to give my heart away and pray we'll stay together because you're the one good reason, you're the only girl that I need because you're more beautiful than I have ever seen. I'm going to take this night, and I'm going to make it ever G.
1: Gina, welcome to the show. How you doing? You all right? Hey, what it do? I'm actually excited to be introduced. I thought I was going to wait till the end of the show at this point. <laughs> to be introduced. I'm not going to say
0: anything. Jackson and Monty talked a lot, didn't they? I know, I'm not going to Sorry about it. Sorry about it.
1: <laughs> Can I just add in my two cents? I agree with both Jaxi and Monty about what they said. (laughs) 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 Summed up, up, for sure. (laughs) But no, I definitely agree. I think everyone, you control your own actions and regardless as to if Jack Perry was antagonizing him and even screaming in his face, Punk should have realized that however he responded, it it was going to have consequences. And, you know, he chose to respond the way he did, and that's what led to uh, his firing. So I don't feel anybody else should be blamed. I think everyone will be taking their own, you know, accountability for what happened in the situation. We know that there have been, you know, suspensions for this. So, you know, these things happen, and I think people need to kind of, like, get over it a little bit and try and move past this so that AEW doesn't get stuck with the stigma, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, with AEW now, the chance for, you know, fresh start. And here we are a week later. I mean, it must be a bit of a come down, though, Gina, to think that, you know, the week before this event, you were there watching AEW and now they're kind of back to normal. I mean, can we can get excited for this as we can all in?
1: I mean, for sure. that At the end of the day, we're still gonna we're still gonna be looking forward to this next event. So I don't think that there's any anything that's putting it off.
0: Well, let's get to it then. September third, Chicago, all out, 2023. We start with zero hour with the very annoying RJ City and Renee Paquette. We get a Danielson backstage promo saying he loves Ricky Steamboat. Why wouldn't he? Uh, Excalibur, Kevin Kelly, and Nigel McGuinness. On commentary, as we get the over budget battle royal, uh, the winner gets to choose a charity to receive fifty thousand dollars. We see Adam Page, Best Friends, Tony Neese, Dalton Castle, The Gates of Agony, Action and Scorpio Sky were involved in the match. Saw a lot of comedy spots, but after surviving a lot of punishment, Hangman ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, Monty, start us off because your prediction for this was what the fuck. So when we we didn't know who was going to be in it as we went into it uh what were your thoughts on this match
2: <laughs> Yeah uh, my that that actually should be my review of the, of the Royal <laughs> what the fuck? No uh it, you know what i hate the most about this and i, I don't want to be that guy maybe you know what maybe i should be that guy cuz i feel like a, i feel like a spoiled american here and much as I, yes, i'm glad i hope everyone benefited from the money but why would I want to, Why would anybody want to participate in this, man? Just tell me. Just tell me. <laughs> why would anybody want to help anybody else? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel I feel dirty saying it cuz it was charity. I get it. But I'm just saying, my like, okay, I won so I can give the purse to someone else. Woo! All right, I'm sorry. That's me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm again, I'm going to be that guy. I, I hope it helped everyone who got it. Good good job. I'm happy for him, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't see the incentive behind the Battle royal. It just, I honestly it should have just been we We only had a week to book this and we just want to give you guys a pay-per-view check. Go! <laughs> that's, what it, that's really what it was. But hey, it is what it is. It's for charity. Blah, blah, blah. Yay, hang man. It would have been nice to at least get a heads up of five people who was in yeah. the match. It would have been nice. would have been nice so I could give you a prediction. I never wrote a name. I, I was just going to guess somebody. But AEW's roster is so bloated that I just said, screw it. I don't care. I just take the loss on the points because I can't guess who the hell would win. <laughs> you know, so I just gave up. I gave up. I, 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 I conceded.
0: No, fair enough. Fair, fair I mean, Jack C., are you more charitable with this
2: match? Like, no, hey.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to kind of agree here with with what Monty said. I kind of feel like it was just here to give all of the AEW roster, you know, that, that weren't um featured at all in a chance to kind of be featured on something. I do get it was for charity and I think that that's a great um event to have. But like, you know, with one week's uh, notice and then not even any announcements as to who was going to be in it, it just kind of... It feels like it was just placed there just to actually let the roster do something, you know, like let the roster that didn't go to the UK have something that they can look forward to a week later. So, yeah, it kind of just felt like it was there for the roster more than it was like a charity event. I feel like if it was a charity event, they could have made it a, a lot bigger, got a lot more fans involved, like getting them placing who, bets on who like would be the ultimate winner in order to raise more money for charity yeah. you know um so it could have been planned better not saying that it, the the event itself you're never going to get bored when watching one of these matches so even if it is just there for a bit of fun um it, i feel like it was exactly that it was there for a bit of fun it was there to kind of warm up the crowd it was nice to see sort of all these other rosters uh of people that we have not seen in a while but again like monty said announcing it would have actually kind of made like who was in it would have made it feel a little bit more yeah, like, a, like it's meant to be a match, yeah.
0: you know? So, I, no. I think usually AW, they give a trophy for the winner, you know, when it's something to do with kind of like that. So to just have a battle royal, you know. But again, it's all about the roster. Someone like Dalton Castle should be doing a lot more, you know. It's just, I think it's just such a great talent. And and Gina, with you, yeah. it's like, also, I've asked Gina this, like, hangman Adam Page, does he deserve more? You know, because it's weird, isn't it? Like, yes. I don't know where he belongs in the card.
1: What do you mean more? Do you do you mean like back into the title pic, the main title picture? Saying,
0: not on, not on a battle royal, on a zero out.
1: A- you know, just saying.
0: Yeah. I, think, I mean, I've seen that afterwards, I suppose, but you know,
1: I feel like he could be featured a lot more, just to, even in some matches, to remind people that you know he's still here. Because at one point, um he had come back and I was like, oh wait, how long has he been off? And my sister was like, I don't think he has been off. He just hasn't been booked. (laughs) Um, Again, like it it was just weird because it was a little quiet time. And then he just came back, but I I kind of forgot that he was gone. But it's like, once he came back, I remembered, oh crap, like we actually kind of need him, especially with the whole punk situation now. Like, yeah, it's just weird. It's like, where does he belong on the card right now? Because I would love to see him back in the main title picture, but is there any space for him at the moment?
0: Well, it's the thing, isn't it? It's just so, as Monty said, the Ross is just so big, we can hardly fit anybody else in. But hopefully, we, you know, like, they've got, like, how many more hours of television do they want a week to try and fit this talent in? <laughs> you know, like, have, right. like it's, it's 15 six hours days, six AEW, shows, like, you know, yeah. Seven
2: shows a week. <laughs> well, you think
0: about it, from Sunday to Sunday, they had what like a four-hour pay-per-view, and then obviously right. Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, and another pay-per-view with two hours, kickoff on one and an hour on another. And you still can't get all the talent on there. Um, anyway, scores for the Battle Royal. Monty
2: kick us off. Yeah, I'm gonna be harsh Two.
1: Two, Jackson I'm gonna go two as well. It was just a battle royal.
2: <laughs>
0: Gina?
1: Yeah, I want to join them. I'm going to say two as well.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm going to say three. Because <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I'm, I'm no, I'm no you. sheep. i nice. <laughs> i out.
1: Being <I'm> daring. <laughs> uh,
0: predictions. Well, the prediction leagues 2023, of course. We've got three prediction leagues. And this is before all out and after payback. So, WWE. Yes, Jax, I've got to mention it again. Jax on one. Uh, James and Monty are on four. Gina is in the lead on five. Bonus League, Jaxie on 11. Gina on 12. I'm on 14. Monty in the lead there with 15. And AEW, which of course we're doing today. Uh, Gina and I are on two. Monty, Jaxie on three. So this is very, very important. Uh, Prediction. Well, we didn't know who the fuck was going to be in it. And like I said, Monty... But what the fuck? I put Wardlow, Jax Gina went for pack. So we all start with a big fat zero. We then had uh, Shida, Blue and Nightingale versus Martinez, Dementi and Athena. Uh, uh, Do you know what? I thought Monty, Billy Starks was Zaya Brookside. Uh, And I have to apologize for thinking (laughs) all white white women look the same. But (laughs) honestly, they, they do, don't they?
2: You said it. Yeah, you it's... said it. Yeah. I did. You yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to be the only one that
1: says that. We'll we'll leave that.
2: Shout out to Zion, you me. I love like, her. She's awesome. Just,
1: just for instance, you know, just for purposes of those listening, the white boy said it.
0: <laughs> hey, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I do think all white people look the same. You know,
2: I I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. Uh, I don't want to be right. Also, Billy is also one of those people that uh, she's just man. I feel so old watching Billy Russell, and I just leave it at there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like wow. Yeah,
0: you feel old. Yeah, no, like, I've, yeah. I've seen, exactly. I've seen, I can only
2: imagine how you how you fossils feel. No, I'm just seen, playing. <laughs> I've seen, seen a debut, and
0: now they're calling them the greatest all time. Like, I watched Babe Ruth play baseball. Like that's how it
2: feels. <laughs>
0: Uh, Anyway, back to the match. Athena had some issues with Perez, but for the most part, both teams worked well together. The ended uh, up being a much better match than expected. All six women brought the Ray game to make sure the crowd had a good time in front of a hometown crowd. Blue was the one who scored the pin on Diamante to win the match. Uh, So, Gina, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, Well,
1: not... Not many thoughts to be honest. Not because I'm not interested, but I just thought it was all in all a, a good match. But I didn't think um I didn't think that it was like, you know, anything worthy of noting, to be honest. I thought it was great and I was entertained, but it also could have been like a house show match a little bit. So, um, but I'm not gonna lie, I do like the um I do like the team up of Diamante and Mercedes at the moment. I think they work well together. Um, and they do look good together, to be honest. So if they're going to try and, you know, salvage some of this women's division, I think that they do need to do like a good, um, you know, tag team, not titles maybe, but even just tag teams with, within women's uh, groups and, you know, not break them up two weeks later or something, you know. And I think Diamante and Mercedes could really have like a, a longstanding tag team between them. Um and yeah, so it did. It did what it needed to do, and I'm grateful because I got the win. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, we're gonna get onto that in a minute, but uh, again, these things where I think I don't get, I wish I saw more of Athena. You know, like I, I, I yeah. guess she's killing it in Ring of Honor, but like I just feel I like oh, she
2: definitely. is.
1: Yeah, but I'm I missing think out. it would be better if we'd seen more of her on AEW TV right. because it just makes her more relevant to the AEW fans as well. You know, again. A lot of them could still be seeing her um on yeah. the other on other platforms and shows. But those who only tune into AEW are probably still they're probably like, I don't really remember this girl. Why is she in this match?
2: She's been almost yeah. undefeated and nobody like if you don't watch, you don't know.
1: Exactly. Nobody kind of realized her caliber coming into this match, thinking of her as an actual contender, you know, because they didn't really know it.
0: And you could tell how desperate Tony was to fill a card by putting another women's <laughs> match in, you know, so he must <laughs> not a lot of options there. But uh again this was this was fine for for what it was, I think. Uh right, so Gina scores out of five for this one. Uh
1: three and a half will
0: do. Three and a half. Uh Monty, what about you?
2: Yeah, it was a solid TV match. I'll give it three. Uh, also. It wasn't bad. I had no problem with it. And uh yeah, it was not on my as far as my prediction goes, it'd be nice to get some intel on because I didn't even know Sky was from Chicago. If you know they're going into the match, maybe I'll maybe I'll make a different decision. But besides that, I also gotta say that also don't book just because you like a tandem Cause I agree with everything you said earlier, Junior. I really like DM, Martin, Mercedes together. So I'm like, ah. They should get a win here, and, you know, and that, that. and as you see how that played out. But anyway, yeah,
0: that's it. Give it three stars. <laughs> uh, Jackson, what were your thoughts on this as well? Because predictions didn't work out either.
1: No, predictions didn't work out. I mean, to be honest, I actually agree with Monty and Gina. I think that Mercedes and Diamante look very good together as a tag team. Um, and so I thought – or presumed that the heels might come out on top of this one because of how strong Athena is and stuff. But, you know, with a clash of personalities uh, that was clearly happening within the ring, um, it was evident uh, very, very quickly to me that I was not going to pick up this win. So it does suck in, in terms of, like, uh, the prediction um, predictionly But, um, I'm, I mean, I wish that she was... Like you guys said, that Ember Moon... Um, Ember Moon? Athena was featured more on AEW for those that don't necessarily re- watch all of Ring of Honor. I mean, I, I I try to watch, you know, as many of their pay-per-views as they do put on, um, but it is very hard to be catching up with so many different wrestling promotions. So um, it, it it's a shame because I know that, you know, Athena was held back for quite a while and then just being able to come here and hearing that she's, Really doing exceedingly well in Ring of Honor, but not actually seeing it is a little bit of a, it feels for me a bit of a cop out. So this match was like giving us what we wanted and seeing these female wrestlers that we haven't seen in a while on AEW TV. But again, like uh, Gina said, um, it kind of felt like it could have been a house show type match because there wasn't much involvement. There wasn't much at stake. Um, So it was just there, really. So I gave this three and a quarter.
0: Yeah, I'll give it three and a half just for luck. Like great talent. I just want to see more. Yeah, that's all. You know, just show more of these women wrestling. Uh, Predictions. Yeah, Gina and I went faces. Monty and Jackson went hills. So James and Gina, that sounds quite good together, actually, went on one. Monty and on zero. The trios championship next. Yo, listen. Listen. It's the acclaimed Daddy R versus... Jeff Jarrett, that's J, double double t lethal and Singh. Aubrey brought in as a ref to get under Karen Jarrett's skin, and it worked perfectly. Karen helped her husband cheat whenever she could, so the bad guys had the upper hand at multiple points in this match. Dennis Rodman, who I thought was in slow motion at one point, came in uh, and used the guitar Whilst Aubrey was distracted. Aubrey saw this. She just chose to ignore it. This allowed Gunn, Bowens, and Caster to win. Um, I mean, Jaxie, what are your thoughts on this? Because I love the acclaim, but they're better than this, surely, you know?
1: Yeah, the, this match, again, first of all, this match is the type of match that you would that we'd get on Rampage. Um, I I didn't feel much excitement when this match was announced just because, you know, having them come off of this big win at all in against the house of black i did not see them losing the belts anytime soon so especially after you know revealing those god-awful pink scissor belts i'm really sorry guys i do not like them i really i I, i'm not a fan um you don't like yeah so no the pink
0: is just does gina gina do you like them i'm gonna do a poll um
1: she, she's shaking her head right now and saying no.
0: Okay, um, you do you like them?
2: Well, I mean, different. Yeah. So I, yeah, okay. they're, they're fine. yeah, they're fine. I love they're them.
0: Fine. I, love them. Fine. I love them more in life itself. How about that, <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, uh, They're really ugly. That's I, I'm fine. I really don't like them.
2: It's with the gimmick, so I I, I leave it alone because it, it, it's a custom belt, but my whole thing isn't <laughs> the purpose <laughs> of them. I just got used to the regular Trio's belt. That's that's yeah,
1: really my uh, only people. Exactly. Like,
2: why do we even have them already? Like, but whatever, it's fine. I don't mind it.
1: I feel like I feel like um it's just a novelty, is another crash cash grab. It just kind of feels like we I don't this goes into a bigger discussion that we could probably have on another pod um at a later date, James, but personally for me, I don't really feel like we need to customize each belt for each new champion that comes in. Um I just think it gets redundant after a while and it really is just there for a cash grab uh for people who, you know, whose specific champion that they
2: get that know, uh, can get.
1: I just I it not it's it's not I mean, necessary. it <laughs> is fun it's, it's, fun. Fun. it's so, fun. you know, for those who do like the belt, you know, fair play, I'm glad it appeals to them. It's just not um it's just not for me. I don't know. Like I do think they <laughs> at all. Mm, Yeah, I just don't. I don't like the, the, the pink. And and don't get me wrong, the pink works so well. On the acclaimed, it looks so good. I love their uniform. I'm not like but you know for belts, but like for the them. belts, they just they don't look right. And like Monty said, we're only just getting used to the but other trick because the they trios.
0: they wear pink. You see, that's why it's pink.
1: <laughs> yeah, But necessary. That's all it is. So, all
2: it I'm is. waiting for your defence, James. You love them more <laughs> yeah. than like... And they're like
0: scissors them. because they
2: like scissoring. You see? That's oh! That's, uh, you know what? Now now I love them too because I ain't noticed it. <laughs> I didn't even know. Um, Damn.
0: The biggest thing, though, and again, from co-main event of the biggest show AEW's ever done to the kickoff, Right? That's where the acclaim went. So... <clears throat> So just one week after that, aw,
2: same. yeah, that
0: is. Uh, so scores <laughs> for that one, uh, Jaxie, out of five. What are you going to give it?
1: Again, um, I'm not really. I wasn't really fussed by this match. I wasn't really remotely invested in it because I didn't really think that the acclaim were going to lose. So three and a quarter for me.
0: Three and a quarter, uh, Gina.
1: Um yeah I mean I think I think I was a bit just randomed out with why is Dennis Rodman here um <laughs> oh, so,
0: oh yeah we forgot Chicago well, and why don't get me wrong I remember
1: a big famous name any Ro- Dennis Rodman fans are probably gonna tune in because they hear he's gonna the be Amy? on a wrestling show well, I just
2: I don't
1: know I, sorry <laughs> spider there's a spider I'm sorry um <laughs> well it was kind of, I just sorry for the spider help first. Um, I just felt Dennis Rodman was random. So I think three and three and a half is a good score for me. Um it was entertaining. The house crowd clearly enjoyed it. They were quite loud and, you know, were screaming a lot. So they clearly enjoyed the show. But um I just felt it was random, so three and a half.
0: It's a been like the last five minutes here. <laughs> but
2: uh, Monty, <laughs> what's your score out of five? I give it like two and a half. Like it's, the funny thing about it for me is, if, the funny thing about it for me is when people like Dennis Rodman show up now, it's like I, I feel so bad for the kid whose father got to explain to him who the hell Dennis Rodman is. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, also I used to be a defender of Jeff Jarrett in AEW, not so much, at, at, you know. Anyway, because like they started to overuse him, and I just want to say that now. Jeff Jarrett was at his worst in impact when he wouldn't go away. <laughs> they, they, of course, he overbooked himself and was champion every time. I hated him then, too. But I'm just saying, man, like, what does Jeff Jarrett got on Tony, man? Why Why are we still doing this? What's up? Anyway, I'll leave it alone. That's enough. Anyway, whatever. They claim one. Like she said, I was not into it, so that's why I get two and a half. Um,
0: I'm going to give it a three, uh Predictions, we all went there. Claimed. So it's James Junior on two, Monty Jackson on one. Who start main show? MGF and Amna Cole put their Ring of Honor tag team titles on the line against John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Cole and Silver started with a quick exchange, a takedown. The crowd started out in double clothesline almost immediately. MGF took a shot to the neck and went out to the ring to take a breather. Cole checked in, but Silver took advantage of the situation. While the ref was distracted, Reynolds hit MGF with a chair. This led to Cole being all alone against both opponents. Baby was almost the entire time, but MGF did the big baby face comeback, coming down, back into the ring, hitting the kangaroo kick. Max and Cole hit then the double clothesline on Reynolds, and Cole covered for the pin. Uh, Monty, you either love it or you hate it. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Oh, name Jeff and I'm Nicole successfully <laughs> attaining the ring of Honor tag team titles.
2: It was a good it was a pretty good match. The crowd was into it like uh, you know uh and uh, I think they did a good job of involving the crowd. Uh I the dark order the thing is do you think were they believable threats to this run? You can make the argument maybe they weren't, but I do like the angle of the match. I kind of like the angle of the match more than I like the overall wrestling of it. Uh so I you know like you said MJF pulling the big babyface return and just again something's going to happen I don't know if it's going to be Max turning or someone's going to turn on Max but like that's the the fact that I'm entertaining Max coming out of this feud with a full-fledged babyface just shows you that AEW done a really good job with the story because we know just how evil Max has been so far in his uh, AEW career so uh, even if so even if it go the predictable way of him turning eventually or if it go the unpredictable way and have Adam or something else happen to split them up, I do think it's been a good ride so far. A lot better ride than I thought it was going to be when they did this whole random pairing storyline going into it. So uh, I give them props there. But other than that, this was just a, a, a really cool match to me. I didn't have a problem with it. But I also don't think it was anything too special either. So. Yeah, it was fine. I didn't have. I, I'm right, right around three, three and three
0: quarters, maybe. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, as Monty said, Jack, see, I mean, MJF is living his best life at the moment, isn't he? Like he is on top of the world.
1: I mean, he's kind of featured with everything, isn't he, at the moment? Um, and just sort of like you know putting him in this sort of pictures, it's definitely just going to solidify that he is AEW's top man right now. You know. So um, I, I I did enjoy this match, like Monty said as well. Um, I think that there were really good elements to it. Aussie Open are such a great tag team. Um, not Sorry, Aussie Open. I'm thinking back to All In now. No, um, Dark Order are such a great tag team, and I think the one thing that stood out for me in this match about the Dark Order um is that they really had the um the, the heelish aspect down again, and it makes me believe that they're really kind of. Going down that sort of dark route with them again. So it, it this match overall like left me feeling, um, or w- left me wondering, um, you know, what's in store next for Dark or- Order? Um, you know, what they're going to get up to next, mm-hmm. especially because they have been uh, showing frustration towards Hangman Page. I'm intrigued to see where things go for them. Um, in terms of the match, uh, again, I feel like it was just you sort of like there, <laughs> um. I'll, I, I'll be nice, I'll give it a three and a half uh, but did I really believe that they were going to lose the belts? No, I didn't
0: So, and I think this is another thing, you know, we talk about from main event in all in to kind of curtain jerking you know, starting, starting all out, yeah. out uh, which is, again is a bit of a weird thing and Jeannie you talked about earlier as well, it's like this is another match that could have quite easily been on Dynamite because as we mentioned, MJF and Cole weren't really under threat even when Cole was by himself
1: oh yeah for sure i mean i even could tell when mjf was playing sort of injured i was like oh god he's not he's just gonna come running out sort of five minutes towards the end of the match you know Mm -hmm. um again it could have been on a house show or something this match um but the reason it wasn't is because it's mjf and he's high star you know quality of a wrestler so for them, this would be a pay-per-view-worthy match just because of his presence. But I can't even like remember when it was, but there, were, there was probably a pod from last year where I think all of us, possibly not Monty or possibly he did, all agreed that MJF should never be turned face because it wouldn't work. And I feel like we are all eating our words at the moment because it is working right now. Um, and it is brilliant. I thought it was going to be such a random pairing between them both. Um, and I didn't really know how long they were going to keep this going on for, whether it was just going to be a tooth thing until they led up to the, you know, sort of the London event and then end it there. But it seems like they're really, you know, they're m- milking in the money on the baby T-shirts Um, better than you, baby t-shirts. Sorry. And then, yeah, they probably see the fact that everyone loves these two together, that they're like, no, let's continue this, which is why they're bringing sort of, you know, several different feuds into it, one separately for MJF, but also the Roderick Strong thing, which kind of involves them both. So it's just working at the moment. Um, but in terms of the match, it was a good match because of the people that are were involved, but it didn't really need to be on the show. It was just there. So I just I'll, I'll give it a three and a quarter.
0: Three and a quarter. I'll give it a three and a half. Predictions. You all went better than you, baby. So it means James and Junior on three, Jaxie Monty on two. As Samoa Joe made his way to the ring for the next match, he passed Cole and MGF on the ramp. He pushed MJF, who made him angry. So the AW champion attacked him and caused the pull-up brawl. Joe almost looked happy he got to MJF's head. It wasn't super clear maybe why MJF got upset, other than Joe coming out early and unexpected. But this was later revealed with reference to a WWE segment that took place several years ago. And like you said, Monty, I am a bit of a fossil. So I remember Joe coming out, and oh, MJF backstage <laughs> with security yep. guards being pushed by Joe. Uh, again, please, the
2: side. bringing up WWE again. Is that a good idea? Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. You're right about that. I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, especially in this case because AW works in the realm, not always, but I think sometimes too much, work in the realm of the internet. And at, by this point, a lot of people on the web have seen that clip of Samoa Joe pushing a young Max Uh, to the side and you know they reference WWE a lot and definitely sometimes too much and so I kind of understand if somebody don't some people don't like it because it's like a direct reference or something that happened on WWE TV I can understand but looking at it from the through the realm of someone who uh, knows just how prominent AEW is with their online fan base uh, you know I, I do also think that if they did a few with these two and didn't mention it or didn't Bring it up. It'll be people complaining. So uh, I, I don't mind. And I, and I and I definitely don't mind them recreating it because now you have your own clip you can show <laughs> to uh, keep yeah, the story going. Fair, so yeah. I don't mind that part of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they do do it a little too much. But in this case, they didn't have much other history to pull from. So I don't mind it.
0: Now, well, we did still have a match. Joe was defending his finger on a TV title against Shane Taylor. The two big men immediately are throwing heavy hands at each other and used a wide variety of offence to inflict damage. Joe was able to secure the win with submission to retain his title. But we are near peak Joe. It's been a while since Samoa Joe has been this good and he really is heating up. I mean, Gina, what do you think of the match? Uh, because Joe's been on a roll recently and, uh, you know, we know MJF feud's coming up. This is a perfect time for him, isn't it?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I know Shane Taylor, but I don't know his matches. Like, I I know of him, but I've never really, I don't think I've watched a match. If I have, I've maybe watched one, um, but I don't really remember it, you know. So um, I was really looking forward to it because, to be honest, he doesn't look like a pushover. This didn't look like it was going to be a squash match. I I did think Joe was going to win. There was sort of no doubt there, but... I was really intrigued to see these two sort of go at it. And I, I really enjoyed it. They obviously work well together and they've got good communication. Um, and I was thoroughly entertained. And for me, this was kind of like a bit of a pay-per-view worthy type of clash, you know. Um, and probably just because of the way, like, it was booked, it seemed like so much bigger. And it made, like, a bit of purpose and reason. But, um yeah, I still thought it was good and I enjoyed it and I it made me a bit more intrigued to kind of see maybe a few more matches of Shane Taylor's, um and keep an interest in him. So
0: Yeah, I mean, again, exactly the same as you, not seeing a lot, but I thought what a hell of a right hand he's got. Like he was well especially set up and pay attention. I mean, Monty, do you know anything more about Shane Taylor? I know again, you know, I'm not gonna th- put you on the spot here, but yeah. please tell us.
2: No, uh, he's a former that that very belt that Joe is carrying around. That, he had that belt uh, for a long time in a nice run, a nice television Ring of Honor television run before uh, Tony's acquisition of the company. Uh, he's a he's a pretty good uh, wrestler in my opinion. I, I'm not I'm not gonna act like I'm the most familiar with him, but the few times I've gotten the chance to see him, and when he had a faction, the Shane Taylor Shane Taylor promotions and all of that, when he had that going on in Ring of Honor. Uh, he's, uh, pretty good. He was dominant. You know what I mean? And I think that's why I was kind of interesting to see him in a guy in a match with another dominant guy, like a Samoa Joe. Uh, so I think with that background, I did have a little bit more excitement going into it because I knew Shane Taylor wanted to reclaim his belt, but, uh, I, that's what kind of had, it, it didn't bum me out because I really liked the angle with Max and Joe, but that's the only thing about the booking. I kind of thought Max kind of overshadowed, Mm -hmm. of the title match because after something like that it's like oh no way Joe could be in threat to losing if he's you know (laughs) pushing around and brawling with the world champion you know I just doubt that he would lose now so that kind of took away from it to me a little bit but it still ended up being a pretty good big man match uh I think that Shane Taylor got a chance to show a little bit of what he brings to the table he's another one of those guys just like a lot of them like you just mentioned with uh Dalton because uh, he was a great Ring of Honor champion and uh, and all of that, like other Ring of Honor guys, uh, the Kingdom, for example, haven't really gotten a chance so far in AEW to show you why they are who they are. So when they pop up on these cards with people that you do know, it's uh, it, I think when they don't get a chance to just go out there and showcase what they can do, like this one, that does them a disservice. And I think, like you said. Uh it was good to see that it was good to get unfamiliar people with Shane Taylor to finally at least get a chance to see him do something. So uh yeah, overall I didn't have a problem with anything that uh, how it played out. I think they ended up having a solid big man contest. And uh but yeah, the only thing that kinda of bummed me out is that you can say that the op- the little the opening brawl was the most exciting thing that happened in the match and it didn't have anything to do with Shane. So I kinda of think that sucks. But other than that, it was really good.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean, Jaxie, I think Monty's basically hitting a nail on the head there but again it's exciting with Joe the form he's in versus MJF in for the form he's in at this moment in time you know
1: exactly yeah um, I mean we knew that there were kind of um, more storyline to come with Joe um, but I have to agree with everything Monty just said there um, really kind of depicts this match well I'm intrigued to see what's to come for Joe um, like everyone else, I, I hadn't been, I'd known of Shane Taylor, I hadn't really been accustomed to him. So I felt overall this was just a great match of strength and just to kind of give Joe um, a little bit of a challenge. I'll say that. I
0: think we out Right, so scores out of five. Gina, what would you score this out of five?
1: Three and a
2: half. Three and a half. Uh, Monty? Yeah, I'm going with three and a half also. And another thing about Joe, he definitely deserved his shot at MJL, especially when you know that he stepped up as a locker room leader after the miss at Wembley. So I, I think it's a great reward to just jump him right into a pro- world title program.
0: What was I say, Tony's yeah. going, have a title shot. Please don't hurt me. Uh,
1: Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't threaten my life and, and make me feel like I'm in danger. <laughs> um, I agree with uh, both of them. Uh, I think three and a half for this match is... Efficient.
0: Yes, three and a half predictions we went Joe, so James Jr. on four, Jaxi, Monty on three. We get Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen for the TNT title uh, next. The only match that felt like had considerable build to it. Uh, as usual, Christian Cage was there. Uh, Nick Wayne was at ringside to support Allen. As soon as the match started, the Living Dinosaur took control. We used his superior power to decimate the risk-taker with brutal offense. This Almost wasn't a match, it was kinda of like a mauling. It's hard to remember the last time Allen spent this much time being put through the ringer before making a comeback. Luke Luchoris swung Derby into the still stairs, which just looked nasty. Derby almost landed on his head after a German suplex. Christian threatened to hit Wayne with a chair, just jacked Allen long enough for Luke Luchasaurus to hit two tombstones and a close line for the win. Um Jaxi, I mean, what were your thoughts on this? Because at start, I thought we were going to get Lucha Kane. because Lucha Soros, it looks like it's gradually turning into Kane. but I'm not sure. When he hit the tombstone, I was like, you're fucking joking. But uh, again, <laughs> what were your thoughts on this match, and the amount of punishment Darby took?
1: Yeah, um, again, I think you rightly pointed out, it's been a while since we've really seen a match where Darby's taken a full-on beating, you know, so, um, he definitely just had his ass handed to him throughout that match um it was a good match uh I feel probably overall disappointed, but that's me just sulking at you know what I sort of predicted but the match was um it it was good it was like for me it was kind of frustrating in the sense of I don't know what they're going i I don't know what they're going where they're going with like sort of Christian and Luchasaurus and this TNT championship sort of thing. Like, um, it's not to say that I'm not enjoying it, but I also don't really understand like how much longer we're going to kind of be going through this. It feels like it's just been like really slow paced. Um, so I just, yeah, I kind of thought that as a result, like this was just going to, they were just going to chuck the belt back on Derby because they don't know really what they're doing with Christian and, Luchasaurus so for me this match did come as a bit of a shock at the end uh, to see that he did retain it but it does it just left me with more questions of well what are the future plans for Christian Cage and Luchasaurus going forward like what what are we doing with them at this point you know.
0: It's the same thing with Derby as well as like, I don't want to see Darby Allen die in the ring you know and no. I just think the amount of bumps and stuff that he's doing like it is making me uncomfortable f- yeah. at this moment so I'm not going to lie
1: Definitely. I mean, especially when you rewatch the all-in coffin match and like the the, the coffin drops that he was doing on top yeah. of a coffin. It's just, you know, Darby, please look after yourself.
0: <laughs> well, I guess as well, who asked Gina this question? I guess Sting didn't fancy it, you know, because <laughs> when Darby is getting beaten down, Sting just didn't want to make an appearance. It, it took the roster to come out to save him this time.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I think Sting was like, you know, uh, every time I try and go for a table, I got a hit twice. I need a couple of weeks <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> I'm just not even like, I just worked last I, week. Plus <laughs> he's, like, he well, in England? So he's like, you got your little Nick Wayne there to look after yeah, you, what? so I'm going to tag out tonight and, <laughs> you know, put my feet up with a takeaway and Netflix and chill. Um, but, unless yeah. He, unless like, he got
0: really bitchy, he was like, you put on face paint and Nick Wayne. Yeah, you've walked into it, the it, ring.
1: You try and do what Sting can do.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how it felt for sure. I am um th- there is the reason I went with Darby as well is because for me there is a kind of repetitiveness when it comes to a TNT champion. Whoever has that belt that is not Derby, Derby will challenge for it. You know, like the belt like is Darby's knee constantly is going for it. And I'm just thinking I just thought to myself, well he's kind of trying to go for his belt, get it back. He's not, ha- uh, he's not been successful, or lost it. And then, you know, Luchasaurus got it. I just figured he'd get it back at this point and they'd pull and they do the whole Luchasaurus is sick of Christian cage at the end of this match. And yeah, he'll turn on Christian and just hit him and be like, you weren't ever the champ, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess that didn't happen. So it is a little bit like my sister said, I, I, I get what they're doing with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. And it is kind of funny sometimes listening to Christian act as if he's the champion when you didn't do shit to get that belt. Um, but there is also like, okay, what are you doing next? Because this seems quite repetitive now. Like what's going on? Where are you going with this? When are you pulling the plug? Or are you going to continue with this, but do a different type of feud and not with Darby Because it always feels like it's the same you know, so I think there needs to be a change up at some point. But, yeah, I thought it was going to be here.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, again, sometimes an uncomfortable watch, but we're going to score it out of five. So, Jaxie, start us off. What would you score this out of five? Um, I'm going to
1: give it a three and,
0: a, three and a, a quarter. Three and a quarter. Uh, Gina, what about you?
1: Joe, you know I'll be uh, I'll be a bit different because like Darby Allen was getting battered in this match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give him three and three quarters. <laughs>
0: three, three quarters. Uh, the what did you score this? And were you uncomfortable at times with just the bumps Darby was taking?
2: Yeah, I think I was more uncomfortable with the context because he, he, something something got to change. Cause I just seen another quote like this from Boxley about his arthritis and how uh you know you know he can't do it for wrestling shows before noon. He wouldn't be able to do it because he can't get out of the bed. Yeah. Uh, before and I'm just like wow. And then then but then you hear Darby after yeah. uh, Wembley say you know the cash get bumped. Has his back in serious problems. And it's just like, all right, man, I love you guys for entertaining us, but like, take some time off. Like, you don't, like, seriously, you don't have, we don't need you to do this. And then when you see the bumps he's taking right after giving this quote, I'm like, something got to change. Either you guys need to stop telling me you hurt, you're hurt, because you're, 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 you're working me, or you need to stop wrestling this style, dog, because what the hell if your back is hurt? Because it's like Luchasaurus was trying, oh, you said, oh, you told me media your back hurt, huh? Well, guess what? You're going to take every, Thing I could possibly give you on your back and neck, so yeah, it was definitely uncomfortable. And I think at this point, that's Darby's. That's one of his sticks, and that's not a good long-term wrestler stick, in my opinion. It's not really a good gimmick to have. It didn't that it work
0: out for Mikey Ripper. So
2: right, it didn't work. Anybody you can think of, like look at look how many times Mick had to stop and start Mick Foley, who we know was great, but he put his body on the line so many times. By the end there, he could barely move in a lot of his matches because of you know that's why he had to stop. Or not wrestle as frequently because of you know stuff like that. So again, anyone we can think of who, like you said, who makes a career out of just throwing their body through hell, except maybe Jeff Hardy, cause, but now we're at that point with Jeff. But Jeff, it took Jeff a while, like until his early forties, to finally get seriously hurt. But still, besides that anomaly, it's not really a good long term type of thing. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I definitely was uncomfortable, and I, I would give it three and three quarters, just like you mentioned. He took sig bombs. It's hard for me to give it anything lower than that, uh, even if it wasn't like you said the most uh, insane match or anything. And I also want to say this: I'm, I'm not, I'm not on. The, I understand what you guys are saying about the Luchasaurus thing, uh, but like, and the only bad thing I get from it is like you guys mentioned at this point. I, when I saw Luchasaurus was wrestling the match, I was almost shocked because I, I, I basically blurred in my mind that Christian is the champion. So, like, it, that's bad. I don't care what you say. As good as Christian is on the mic, that's not good when you all when you forget who the champion is. Even though I know that's pretty much the angle. That's the point of the angle at this point. So, at some point, it it will happen. We'll see. But I do want to see like what what's going to change. What's going to make Lucha finally realize he's being used because it's been obvious to everybody else. Like right now, he's still just a big mute idiot, if you ask me. But hey, I never never telling that to his face. Nah,
0: I'm just trying, well. <laughs> Christian needs to turn if it, if we're gonna treat him like Kane, then you need Christian to turn on Luchasaurus. So, but that's not happening right at this moment in time, you know. So it's a bit weird what they are gonna do. Uh, but yeah, three and three quarters out of five for that one predictions. Monty and I went for Luchasaurus. Gina and Jackson went Darby Allen. So at the moment, I'm on five points. Gina and Monty on four. Jaxi on um, free Looks like she's brought a WWE form to AEW. Uh, we get Miro, <laughs> Powerhouse, Hobbs next uh, with big meaty men slapping meat. I mean, if Big E was watching this, he'll be having a great time. You could see the sweat flying off both men whenever they'd hit each other. That's how much you knew they weren't holding back. Fans charting meat. Over and over again was awesome. The fans actually helped this uh, make it better. Miro applied the game over, but Hobbs got to his feet and drove Miro to the turnbuckle. He caught him with a spine buster for two. Miro came back with his own spine buster and then applied game over, and Hobbs tapped out. He shook hands to a standard ovation, but Hobbs attacked Miro, for he could leave the ring. And then CJ Perry made her AEW to save her husband with a steel chair. Allowed Miro to recover, but he didn't seem happy about seeing her. Yo, whoa, Monty, you unpack that, then. Go on. What the <laughs> fuck did that mean at the end? Like, he—it's his wife.
2: Was First, it expecting it. I, I, that's my thing, man. <laughs> what, what's up? After WWE did this, AW Like, why the hell do they do? Do we are we so determined to split them up whenever they're in a the company together? <laughs> Like, they are, they are, we get it. I, I now, I'm, I'm kind of interested. Now, I'm joking about that point, but it is funny to me that this married couple that everyone knows is married in, in two companies now. The one of the main angles you want to try is to split them up. It's, it's just, it's very funny or have some type of dissent between dissension between them. But I am interested to see where Miro's character because when he did denounce and say he's done with the, you know, the God stuff he's done with the, with his, with his hot, sexy wife or whatever he was calling her. So, or oh, flexible, hot and flexible. Whatever the gimmick is, because they had that on her Tron, then they then they put flexible on her Tron. <laughs> okay, so I expect her to do some splits or something just for the hell of it, I guess. When whenever the time comes, but anyway, the point is, great to see CJ because I always like. I was I was I, some people hated Lana, whatever. I always liked, especially on the mic. So maybe with the character work. Maybe uh, we'll get some understanding of where they want to go with it. I just think it's funny that this couple that we all know as a married couple, happily married, are always getting split up on television. But we'll see how that plays out. But I also want to say, like you said, Big E would love this match. It wasn't Gunther or Seamus or anything, but you couldn't tell that crowd that because that crowd was into everything. And I got to give Chicago their props because they really made this match, in my opinion, way better than it was. Not that it was bad. It was really, really good. But the crowd, like you said, the meat chance, come on, man. Like, where, where, how many times do you think you're going to get that (laughs) from a crowd? And just like, it was just so, it was special. It felt very special. And uh, I'm very, I was happy for both guys because although Hobbs lost, and that might be my only, you know, thing, like, you know, I hate that Hobbs has to lose these situations because I think he can definitely be a big star if he starts to win in these situations finally. But, you know, he did still, in the end, end up looking strong. You know, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, I was definitely shocked that CJ decided to even hit him with a chair. That took me by surprise. I didn't even think he was going to do anything but try to distract him. But, hey, it worked out. I'm interested to see where they go, though. I, it, it's confusing at first, but I am interested to see what's the new twist. How can you try to make this work? Because WWE failed miserably trying to do this. Like, I think twice. Bobby Lashley, Dolph Ziggler. I think they they failed two or two, three different times. I think, trying to get this, this going when it comes to splitting up Lana and Miro, so, or CJ and Miro in this situation. So I, I would love to see AW's twist on that story, at least what do they try to do differently, and will it work?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, first of all, I can't remember the last time I saw thousands of men with meat coming out of their mouths. I mean, it's going to be a while since I've seen it. Uh, but and also, yeah. Another, yeah. Thing, <laughs> uh, another thing, another thing, Uh, I'm going to say, people are going to be like, what? Miro's entrance theme reminds me of the dinosaurs TV show entrance. If you go back and listen to the first 30 seconds of that dinosaurs TV show, it is Miro's theme. Enough said there. Uh, Jaxi, this was great, though, wasn't it? I mean, it's exactly what we wanted when two big powerhouses are going through it, you know, just throwing each other around the ring.
1: (laughs) I really used to like that dinosaur show. I remember exactly which one you're on about. (laughs)
2: 1991, Jay? Literally
1: have a baby dinosaur in my head. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back oh. to, to the theme. I need to actually listen to the theme because now that you have said it, I don't know if I, if you're correct. I need to.
2: Hear that. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's the start of it. Like, like, Come on, man. <laughs> hey, you at least get into the two thousand, James. Come on, man. Like, because I did was actually really good.
1: <laughs> Come on, man.
2: Um, I wasn't even born, dude. Like, alright, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm leaving. Okay. We were all right. <laughs> so I appreciate yeah, you. Okay, thoughts. I'm sorry. I watched it a couple of years
0: ago, Monty. Thanks to Disney. I'm plus. sorry. I didn't mean. Like, yeah, we didn't.
2: Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> anyway. sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect the elderly. I'm sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, master or
1: something. Yes. So, um. <laughs> Let's get back to the, talking about the match and not the dinosaur show. We really digressed there. Um, I really enjoyed this show and I actually think Monty is right. I think that the, the fans in, in attendance actually helped hype this match up even from watching it um, via camera and TV Um Just hearing the big massive meat chants were literally getting you so hyped at home watching it. Um, And I just, I really enjoyed this. I really would have loved for this match to have gone like a couple minutes longer and actually had it to the point where the clash of alpha male egos that literally just rolled out to the ring and they had a double count out. I agree with Monty that like it really sucks to have seen Miro lose here. And I would have been really happy that if these two just kept on pummeling each other not listening to the ref and just over like like missed hearing the 10 count, I think that would have worked as well. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that like Will Hobbs will still like kind of have a lot kind of going forward. I don't believe this is going to be the end between him and Miro. Yeah, the Lana thing, CJ Perry, it was so nice to see her. I actually got excited see, seeing her come out. Um, you know, she's a badass. Everyone might want to give her a certain flack um for a certain stuff that happened in wwe but i think overall she is a really great worker she's been resilient and doing the best of what she can do with what she was given in wwe um she was highly entertaining on the mic um, so I was really excited to see her. And then Miro Erzer, I was shouting at my TV. I was like, Miro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, sis, what did you say to me? <laughs> sis, what did you say to me the other day? Uh, that Miro was at a Taylor Swift concert with Lana the other week. So, so- why are you acting like you killed <laughs> So, like, why are we going with this? Why why are we doing this? Because, like my sister said, they were at a Taylor Swift concert the week before. So why why are we doing it like you weren't just spending these whole past few months talking about your hot, flexible wife?
2: I love no. you at home, but don't come to work with the, with that <laughs> yeah. stuff, man.
0: That just... <laughs> People know we're together. But uh, speaking about being together, like, and Gina asked you this, because it's interesting to think, the way Hobbs is now, Right, it makes perfect sense to have him team with another superstar who kind of needs a partner, and that would be why would they ever break up Hobbs and Starks?
2: Like, Starks, yep, like
0: Starks (laughs) and Hobbs together would be perfect now, wouldn't (laughs) they?
1: Yeah, I said this to Jaxie the other day. I literally said, The minute they turned Starks heel again, he should, he literally should have been put back with Hobbs. I don't know where, why or where or Big big Bill comes into this, but I'm really sorry. It just doesn't work for me, him with Starks. Put him, put him back with Hobbs. Their connection was, you could just feel that they were, were a better tag team even together as a tag team and just, you know, in supporting each other. Even with Hook, I, st- I actually loved them when they were sort of team, was it Team Taz they called themselves yeah. or yeah. something? I actually mm-hmm. really loved that. I, I loved their whole faction. I loved Hook. He was a little shit in the corner who wasn't actually in matches, yeah, but, but he was he, still being a little shit. You know, Hobbs was like the big daddy and, and Starks is like the charismatic twat, you yeah. know? And <laughs> because you, you turn him back to that charismatic twat, yeah. surely it makes sense to to put him back with Hobbs. And I'm not saying for them to get back in the title picture. They can still have their own individual stories, but I just think it works best You know, they have a better relationship than Starks and Big Bill. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. That doesn't work for me, you know? So, like, I literally, I I don't know what's going on there. But I definitely agree, this was one of my favourite matches. I was really excited for this match to come on the card. It was probably one of my more excited matches um, when it was announced. So, um, I do agree. I wish that Hobbs... I wish that they both got a count out or they both got DQ'd or something because they were just too busy wanting to just break each other, you know, because I feel like Hobbs really does deserve a bit of a push. Um, And I don't mean push him straight for a title, but I think people need to actually take Hobbs seriously in terms of a singles um, wrestler and that he can get those wins behind him. Um, And obviously Miro didn't, we didn't want him to lose because it's kind of his return match, so that wouldn't have made sense either. So yeah, I definitely wish that they had done that sort of angle. And I also wish when they bought Nana slash CJ, however she's going to go, um, when she came out and she, yeah, she had the balls to hit Will on the back, that was great. When he turned around and started kind of walking up to her, she should have just kicked him in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Like, because it kind of just felt a little bit pointless after, after the hit with the chair. Okay, well, if you weren't going to, like, do the splits and dodge a punch from Hobbs, then kick him in the balls or something to make your presence here still a little bit more relevant.
2: It's,
0: it's you how, know? It's how you greeted me at Wembley. So, you know... Yeah, I don't,
1: definitely,
2: don't... Definitely. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they it.
1: But no, I'm just saying, like, I, I could be the most gentle person out there, and I, I, I pretty much am, especially compared to my twin. But if, if someone is squaring up to my man, whether you're a man, woman, anyone, however you want to identify, if someone's squaring up to my man, I'm sorry, I'm little, like a little chihuahua. You've got a problem with my man, you've got a problem with me, and I'm going to keep scrapping with you. So Lana, for me, I feel like she should have done more to make more of an impact to her... Where fella? <laughs> I'm taking applications, guys. Um, but yeah, I just feel like she could have done more to showcase her return a little bit, other than play the ghost wife.
0: Yeah. Right. So scores for this one, Monty. What about you? Yeah,
2: I'm going. I give it a strong uh, four, maybe four and a quarter. It was, it was, you know, I give that quarter is just for the fans. <laughs> I think the match itself <laughs> probably about a four, but they deserve at least a half a star or a star by themselves. They made it special.
0: Right, uh, uh, Jackie.
1: Yeah, I'm going four and a quarter as well, except for that quarter that I'm giving is actually for CJ Perry coming out and making that sort of like AEW debut. Um, you know, I was excited to think about where, what things are in store for her. So, um, yeah, just overall, a really great match, a uh, four overall between both Mira and Will Hobbs. I really hope that this um, this continues between them. I, I'm not ready to see, to not see another match between them.
0: And yeah. uh, Gina? Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Four and a half. I'm going to give it a four and a half as well. Uh, predictions all at Miro. So I'm on six. Gina on, Monty on five. Jaxi on four. The TBS title next with Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Statlander's entrance gear was great. And so was Ruby's special who she'd done for this event. And you could tell both were looking to make an impression because they're not taking it easy on each other in the slightest. This may have been the only women's match on the main card, but the champion and challenger made sure no one would forget it. Soho count along with a ref while she was choking Statlander on the button rope was so funny. And she hit no future from the top rope, followed by Destination Unknown. But Statlander kicked out. Tony Storm appeared from under the ring and appeared to help Statlander retain the title, much to the surprise of Saray and Soho. Um and I've got to say one thing, Ruby. You should have realised from Pretty Deadly that custom gear is great, but make sure you win. You know, otherwise, not that great. Uh, Jaxi, the only women's match on the main card, did it deliver for you?
1: I mean, in some ways, yes, it did. Um, there was a, a certain moment that I really um, it enjoyed. Um, about this match. Can I firstly just actually give a shout-out to Chris Statlander with that Zoolander up? She <laughs> 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 was dressed like Ben Stitter from Zoolander, and it was brilliant. I actually loved it. Um, so I have to give her credit for her outfit. Um, I thought this was a, gr- a, a great match between Ruby and Chris. Um, I really enjoy seeing Ruby, like, you know, be, be able to let loose. I, I kind of feel like she's been very under... Not underrepresented or underused actually within Outcasts. You know, it's been a, very much a lot about Tony Storm and Soraya. Like, even when it came to the all in match, you know, she had made an appearance in there, but it was very brief. So I, w- I was really happy that she was actually being given this time with Chris. Um, I, I, I feel like the match could have gone a bit longer, but, you know, not going to complain here because, hey, Tony um, hates women just as much as Vince at this point. Um, I was really interested to actually see, like, <laughs> Tony just come out and screw up Ruby's chances. I definitely, um, in, in, I just think that this is a really fun character that I was not expecting from Tony. Um, and But again, I feel like this has overshadowed the match itself. Like, you know, this was Ruby's match. It's meant to be about Ruby. And yet, Tony Storm has come in being the elegant diva that she is with this Marilyn Monroe, uh, like, sort of, like, uh, persona that she's got going on this diva persona she's got going on uh it's definitely one that i'm gonna have to kind of keep my eye on and see whether or not things can go further personally i even though i love chris as champion but personally i would have actually loved ruby to have picked up the belt right and then had just a series of a few months maybe just even a month of this dramatic tony being kind of like the snake of the group like kind of trying to weasel her way into a match with either Ruby or Saraya, um, you know, for to take one of their titles or just in, like doing backstage stints of like her walking off with one of their belts and they're like, um, where's my belt? And them having to go find Tony who's like holding it or something. So I thought that there would have been a really fun element here to have actually given Ruby the belt and actually had like the outcasts carry the gold with a dramatic Tony trying to grab it from them. Yeah. Didn't go that way, but it was a, it was a fun idea for a concept you know well, i wonder where that, things will go or
0: have like you said tony create a title herself and everybody's saying so yeah. it's not the real title but thinking that they are you know all champions or uh, yeah it's a really good idea
1: yeah yeah um obviously it didn't work out that way but i think overall the match was okay i think if there was a, a bit more build-up and, and went a bit longer it probably could have been like um a, a great match for both women um not to say it wasn't, but it was it was just an okay match, you know it, i don't really feel like there was enough uh uh emotion like for or emotional investment um yeah. to uh, I, I yeah investment into believing that chris could, was gonna lose here though you know
0: well no, I think that's the thing isn't it you know? and I think we, we saw it this was kind of good fun uh but for me was I weren't sure really prediction wise either till. Ruby started going, you've never beaten me, and then as soon as someone starts saying that, you think, do you know what, I think Statlander's got this, but uh, the finish is a bit weird, but uh, Monty, as Jack said, the Tony Storm is great, but there's space on the card uh-huh. for Tony Storm and this match and another you know, even like Brick yeah. Baker and Sheeda feud, you know
2: no, it's definitely space on the card. Like uh, we 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 talked about, it. there's a lot of things that happen on on the not just the zero hour, but the zero hour is a great example of how most of that you can say we didn't necessarily need, and then you can put a, a women's match there or a women's feud there. Uh, other, than, I mean, not of course not counting the women's tag match from the zero hour. So, uh, you know, I think you got or just like even early in the card, you know, as much as I love Shane Taylor and getting a chance to see him, you know you could do that some more, Joe angle backstage and then put a women's match in place of of that. You know, you could have, but anyway, the point is uh, it was still like, like you're, you're, you're making great points there. I think also to piggyback off an earlier point that uh, that was made about like a women's tag division, even if it's not a belt that gives more women, not only opportunities on the show, but at least you give some variety to where we always not just looking for the one women's title match on a particular card. You have at least something going on, acting fuse, even if you want to mix in and have two completely different acting fuse in one tag match or three. You know, you can do that. You can have fun, flexibility with that style, in my opinion, if you book more variety in the women's division. But to talk about this match, this match is really good. You know, Ruby gave a really good performance here, really solid. Uh, and I thought Statlander looked very strong. Because you got to think about well, she pretty much kicked out both Ruby's finishers. And, you know, and still came out on top, even with the Tony interference. And to talk about Tony, I really love what she did, because that's what the greats do. Tony Stark, in my opinion, d- did something. Because you got to understand, like, her gimmick for a long time has been, like, the punk rock or, like, the rocker chick. Very cool. And, like, she's, she's made that work a lot. But at the end of the day, we can make the case that the entire Outcast gimmick, besides the fact that they're anti- you know, like uh, original AEW women, they're all kind of got like a little punk rock or a little, you know, something going on, rocker girl in them. That's something else they kind of had in common. So for her to flip it and do a completely different character and to be so good at it so far, the whole, the entire like old Hollywood actress style gimmick, it's just been beautiful. She's knocked it out of the park. And it's kind of funny to me that I thought she was kind of stale as AEW Women's Champion, but I wouldn't mind her be staying around the title picture now with this new uh, character, because again, it just shows you how, how well when something is fresh, how good it can really be and how you just want to see more of it. No, no shot at the champions who are currently on top, because again, I think Chris is probably going to have a, a, another lengthy run. I think that's, uh, as much as they like to pass around the belts for the AW women's division sometimes, the TBS title has been pretty constant. So they seem to be going with a... Uh, they're going to build up Statland as another dominant champion. Don't know if she'll go as long as Jade, but I do think it's going to be a lengthy, strong run, and I love everything she's been doing since returning. Again, you just want to see more of these ladies being allowed to do more often, uh, like just together, you know, whether it's storytelling, whether it's matches, you just want them to all to have more opportunities. There's no reason, in my opinion why the TBS and, and the women's uh, AW women's championship are never really on the same card anymore. I, I understand that both world championships, but like you can squeeze in more than one segment like this for the ladies. And I think it'll all, it'll do everyone uh, more justice to just freshen things up. We get plenty of variety in all the uh, men's divisions or at least plenty of things. Like I mentioned earlier that are uh, you wondering why is here but we don't even get that in the women's division. You don't even get many of the random matches of like, well, why is this here in the women's division? You know, every now and then they, they add something, but it's usually in the same position. But yeah, I think everyone killed this in this situation. I thought this was really good. Uh, and I, I think I'm going to end up with like three and three quarters for the match. It was still real, It was a really good match. And I don't mind the angle too. Even, uh, you know, again, with Tony Storm switching up her character, she sticks out now from the outcast. So if she's going to be leaving, or whatever it makes a lot of sense for her to do her own thing under this new character and she got me not I'm, like, I'm in the point where I can't wait to see what she does week on a weekly basis and that's a good spot to be in
0: yeah i think that's a of doubt. Gina, what are you going to score this out of 5
1: um yeah i i actually enjoyed this match because i am a fan of ruby soho um so i'm i gave it a 4 just because i enjoyed the match I would have absolutely loved it if, when Tony came out, for some reason, I said to my sister, "It would have been brilliant if she had like some sage and was burning some sage and running around the back bottom of the ring." And she's like, "I'm just burning some sage to, for good luck for the match." You know, I, I just figured something crazy like that. They need to keep doing it with Tony because I'm I am actually enjoying this this character change for her. Um, and I'm just enjoying even her backstage interviews she has with Renee. And she's like, watch for the shoe. And then she just yeah. throws her shoe, you know. So it's brilliant. So, yeah, I gave it a four. But I think it's just because I enjoy uh, both, the, both the women that were involved in the match. And Tony, I am a bit of a fan of at the moment. So my score is quite biased.
0: Yeah. No, it's true though. The chin up, tits out and watch for the shoe. Uh, Jack Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> score is out of five.
1: Yeah, I'm giving it a four as well. I actually enjoyed the match, but I just feel like there wasn't there was lack of build up. Um, but again, um, it kind of created some some dramatic um, d- dramatics, you know, to to the match with Tony involving herself. So we'll see where things go for the Outcast because that's the bigger question that came out of this at the end of the match was you know are, how much longer are they going to put up with Tony shit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, predictions. Uh, I went four for that as well. Predictions. We went Statlander. So I'm on seven, Gina Monty on six, Jaxie on five. And we've got the strap match. Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks. Danielson came out to final countdown. But before the ref could attach the strap to Starks, he attacked Danielson and started using his own weight belt as a weapon. He used the buckle on his fist to bust Danielson open. Watch the match got going. Starks had a bigger advantage to drag Danielson around the ring and used the ring and the strap to inflict as much damage as possible. American Dragon eventually managed to take control. Did out just as much punishment as he took. Starts mocking the S-chance with fun. The crowd gave him a correction. But it was the sound of the strap hitting like Stark's back, which was so loud. Danielson took some hard shots from the strap to the face and just asked for more. Of course, Big Bill got involved, and uh, Ricky Steamboat knocked him down a peg or two. The American Dragon then choked Stark's out with a strap to win... The match. Gina, I got ask you what are your thoughts? Because again, I thought the biggest takeaway from this was not the starts going toto with Danielson, but the fact he didn't give up at the end. Your man
1: is coming through. Yeah, he's a stubborn prick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, definitely. I, I definitely agree with you. I think the match, uh, you know, was worked well for both Starks and Danielson um it was it I was obviously in, entertained not just for for Ricky Starks reasons but I just thought the match itself was great they both didn't hold back but they also worked really well together I have a feeling if Starks decided to swap Big Bill for a certain other partner I may have mentioned mm-hmm. previously maybe he would have got this win because <laughs> Hobbs is consistent at least No offence, Big Bill, but even though you're big, you haven't exactly got racked up a big load of wins, have you? So, um, yeah, for me, I am a bit bitter because my man should have had his original partner in his corner. Um, But getting over that, um, I loved the fact that Starks didn't um, tap. I think um, it wouldn't have done anything bad for Starks. I think he's got a really good um, relationship with the crowd and the fans, regardless, because he's quite charismatic. But um, I think in terms of trying to keep him still on a level where they were just pushing him in feuds with Punk as well, um, I think it's good having him just kind of pass out at the end rather than tap or lose to a three count, you know? Um, So for me, the match worked, and I think it did well for what they were trying to do with the story. And it was just nice to see, obviously, Danielson get a bit of retribution for the original Dragon. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well yeah, I completely agree. And again, I'm gonna do another old reference, but Ricky Starks looked a bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall with his eyes popping out <laughs> at the end. Ricky Starks
1: Yeah, I can... get you there. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: all I pictured. But Gina, I mean, you've been following Starks closely, maybe too closely. Do you think this is best performance in AEW?
1: I mean, yeah, I think I think it helps with who he worked with to bring out that type of performance. We've seen him have great matches, and we've rated him highly for some of the other matches he's had. But I think it helped going against Brian Danielson because he's just amazing himself. Like we've all said on this channel at various different times, we think Brian Danielson's probably one of the best in the world of, of wrestlers. So I think he just brought out even an even better side for Ricky. So, yeah, I would agree and say this is probably one of the best performances we've seen him have, but I definitely think that his part, the person who he was going against helped.
0: I agree, but apparently in the, uh, afterwards, the media scrum, Danielson said it was Ricky who carried him during this one. So, I mean, that's incredible to think, but...
1: My my man is just so hot, isn't he?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, Monty, it's crazy because we talked about Punk earlier. When CM Punk left Ring of Honor, Danielson became Ring of Honor World Champion. When Punk left WWE, Danielson, main event of WrestleMania 30, a WWE title. So now Danielson's going to go on the run of his career thanks to Punk. Uh, and this is the start of it because he loves this shit, doesn't he? Yeah, he
2: loves it. loves it almost scarily too much when you think about... The fact that he broke his arm, and I, 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 I'm not saying I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he got cleared, but I'm just saying for him to be already back and wrestling like that is crazy. But like that's that's again that's part of what Danielson is. You know, uh, he takes a lot of damage, but he also can dish it out. And I think this match was awesome. And you're you're 100 right. It's kind of funny how Danielson's always kind of got to pick up the pieces or kind of be able to benefit from a lot of the uh, times where Punk is gone or, you know, things happen like it did. But I got to give him props for stepping in short notice and finishing this this storyline in a proper way. Like even Tony for coming up with the whole, you know, dragging kind of swerve leading into this and then getting a strap match of this quality from it. You can't ask for better when you think about the circumstances of the fact that this was definitely supposed to be Punk's uh, situation and match. And uh, I, it, this match was so good. I, I think Ricky definitely made a star, a true star out of himself. Not that he wasn't already one, but I think when you have a match like this, to this level, even if it is in there with a guy like Danson and you get him saying that you carried him, which I, I think he kind of needed the help, too, because not only, like I said, it's short notice, he's still wrestling after that big, that major injury that he had in the ring. So I wouldn't I would not be surprised. I'm not, I don't think he's being, you know, I don't think he's lying when he said Ricky kind of carried him here. So I think that's just the ultimate kind of salute to what Ricky can do as a worker. So he's definitely become a bigger star. And that was the goal of this entire thing. I think even with Punk, the payoff was supposed to be that Ricky is the star, even if he doesn't get his hand raised. And I think they executed the finish perfectly for that result. And I can't wait to see. I think the only way that it means anything is if Tony pulls the trigger and gives Ricky an a all-time title run, you know, up. Uh, where whatever title he decides the thing is uh where do you go when you come, when you think about the direction of collision like what would be that title how do you do it what do you like do you now since max is kind of baby face like after the Joe situation do you go with a ricky and max type of feud at some point for the real title you know you never know but i think he definitely should be in that conversation now after a moment like this and having a match like this because uh, I've been watching Ricky since his NWA days, you know, and uh, when I first kind of became familiar of him on the indie scenes, and I was just like, yo, I think this guy, you know, you can see he always had the charisma. You can see he has something, and he's only gotten better, and I think that's the beauty of so far of Ricky Starks' career, to watch where he started at with the FTW belt team tag and to see where he is now. Yeah, man, he, he has a bright, super, super bright future, and like I said, kudos to Brian stepping in being the locker room leader now supposed to be one of the people helping call the shots for collision too i can't wait to see what his booking vision or what he thinks you know and how he decides to do things like tony khan said if something was to happen to him he would put danielson pretty much in the head of the booking uh going forward if something was to happen to him and uh you know like that's how much he seems to trust danielson and i think I love Danielson as a wrestler. I love where his wrestling mind goes as a wrestler. So it would be interesting to see how does that translate to Collision and how he decide. Did the, how does his decision making play out on television if he truly has the power that the reports say that he has? But either way it goes, he's awesome. Uh, this is an awesome match. I gave five stars overall.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jaxie, just imagine if this had more than like twenty four hours build to it. Like you know, it was a great match, but yeah. something else on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so Jack yeah. score this as well. Um, yeah, I
1: I think that this was Ricky's uh, best match to date. Um I think him and Danielson yes. really worked well together. Uh, their chemistry was just really like um it was infectious to watch. They really trusted one another with with a lot of the moves that took place, and just really produced some really great content um, that left like the audience like you know going so loud at certain points. Um, overall, I have to agree with Monty. I think that this is a five star caliber match. Um, definitely Ricky's best match to date, in my opinion. And I actually see a, like a lot more in the future before uh, him. Um, I do see this uh, see this as you know sort of a stepping stone for him to actually really solidify himself as as a wrestler um, you know and build and start building that that you know that career uh, record that he probably desires so much. Um, I would eventually like it if he's going to stay here to return with uh, Will Hobbs. I think they made a great duo, but right now just seeing what he's able to produce as a singles wrestler has been so great to watch. Um, so yeah, this match is really five star.
0: Gina, what are you going to score (laughs)
1: It's a five star, obviously. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's what I thought. I'm going to get four and three. He doesn't get the five just because, uh, there was, it's 24 hour build, you know, like I said, great match, but four and three quarters predictions. Gina went Starks. The rest went Brian. So it means I'm on eight. Monty's on seven. Gina, Jaxie on six. Uh, Nigel tried to keep things together, but we find out that Adam Page's charity is teachers in Chicago. Great. Ed- and Shibata versus Blackpool Combat Club, Utah and only. Cool Shooter and Shibata have got issues, go back months. Kingston and Claude go back years. Uh, tags start to feel meaningless after a little while, but it's not uncommon in AEW, is it? I when it comes to this kind of thing. We had comedy, drama, hard hit strikes, and just about everything else. Uh, and the BCC picked up the win after Castellani hit a huge uppercut in Kingston to get the pin. Now, Monty, I don't know about you, but I thought the finish was kind of sudden. But there was another thing that happened in this match. The yeah. shot Ute from Shibata, and that made Nigel said he never Beautiful. wants to wrestle again. That's how hard that shot was.
2: <laughs> oh it's beautiful oh beautiful beautiful yuta is still a young boy i think that's one of those things you got to kind of remind especially to uh a lot of the new fan guys like Willa yuta is just a young boy to them, so they try to beat the hell out of him and i think that's kind of that that young boy treatment that type of shot and it's just that shibata that's the wrestler i mean he did a lot in this match that just shows you just why he's so great at what he does and he just he's a he's a legend and. I don't even, like I said, I, I love him as pure champion, but I really don't think Tony Khan realized what he has on his hand sometimes when he, uh when it comes to Shibata. But, you know, I'm not not to say that they use him wrong, I'm just saying that he's just that special in my opinion. But, uh again, this match, like you said, definitely the finish was sudden, even though I did kind of like the whole, you know, Shibata was trying to hold off Willow, you know, choking him out because he thought that was helping. And then, you know, the suddenness of the finish, kind of playing into why Shibata couldn't save, uh, uh, him for the finish, but it, it, it's like again, my only my big beef with this match, even though I thought it ended up being really good and I don't mind them continuing. Is again, I just kind of want to edit it, continue. I want to edit it, whatever he needs to do to make uh Claudio give him a shot, a legitimate shot, you know, one on one. So maybe I thought that would help him win. They still can accomplish it if he loses here, so it really ain't not that big of a deal. But again, I just wanted Eddie to pick up victory after victory as much as he can because again, Claudio hates him and, and don't respect him to the point to he won't even look at him and don't, didn't even want to fight him for most of the match. So again, I love everything they do, but if we're being honest, they they've kind of been dragging this along. So I can't wait to see when uh, we finally going to get that payoff of Eddie Kingston prevailing over his, his his bitter rival because yes, they have been they've been feuding for years, a long time. But you can always come back to that because that's the type of rivalry they have. But just dragging it along, you can you can run the risk of it kind of getting, you know, stale. But I understand, you know, it was breaks in between Eddie, went away. So you can, I'm not trying to say this is getting stale. I'm just saying that can happen if you keep putting it off. But eventually, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. So I'm just looking forward to that moment. But I'm disappointed that Eddie couldn't get the win. But other than that, good match.
0: Yeah, what frustrated me was, Again, I don't know if it's just because I'll be watching more New Japan recently, but usually tag matches, champion get pinned and then that kind of gives you the face a little bit more. I'm not making excuses for my predictions of course. Um, But again, this is a little bit weird. I mean, Jaxi, you went for the BCC and is there any reason behind it? Yeah, um, it's actually kind of
1: funny. Um, Monty's reasoning Um, as to why he had figured that uh, Eddie was going to win, I thought the opposite state. I I felt like this wasn't actually, this isn't over, and this is like only the beginning of this long-standing feud we're going to get between Claudio and Eddie. And I felt like here was going to be that stepping moment where Eddie was really going to start losing his shit because he's not getting a chance to get at Claudio. And then even here in a tag match with Shibata, and yet still... They're they're you know, Eddie's not getting one over on Claudio. So personally for me, I was at I, I thought this match was really great. As you said with Utah, like I think like there was a part of me that like felt like he really stood out as like, you know, kind of being educated by Shabata uh, with that move. It was absolutely devastating. Um yeah, I just thought this match was great.
0: Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh so Gina what would you, what are your thoughts on this, and what would you score out of five?
1: Um, well, I gave it a four and a half because I thought it was a really great match, and I really enjoyed just seeing every single person that was involved in this match. So for so, I think it definitely like got four and a half because just everything was happening everywhere, and I kind of liked the chaosness of it. Um, I I will say that I. I feel like a bit biased towards the BCC, but I don't know why. I just, even if I want the other team to win, I end up still rooting for them when I'm watching the match. If that makes sense, you know, I I wanted Eddie to get this win. I I know he's got beef with Claudio, and I'm so deep down, I'm feeling I want Eddie to win this. But when I'm watching the match, I'm getting excited and cheering on the BB the BCC, going like, "Come on!" So. It's just it's hard for me because I I feel like I've got a, an unconscious bias towards the BCC and I don't know why. Um, so I but I was thoroughly entertained because, like I said, I I liked every single person in this match. So that's why I gave it a four and a half.
0: Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, I give it a four. Pretty good match. Yeah, uh, and
1: I gave
0: this a four and three quarters. Wow. I gave it three point five. Uh, that's it. Maybe just the event was getting a bit long at this point. I'd forgotten about a couple of matches because it felt like the show was going along at a nice pace. And then all of a sudden you go, "Oh Jesus Christ, we've still got this one and this one." Uh, predictions,
2: right? Still got three matches.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jack and <laughs> Gina went Blackpool Combat Club. James and Monty went Faces. So I'm still in the lead. a Points to seven, the restaurant seven. It's Kenny Omega versus Kazuke Takeshta. And this is a feud between Omega and his former mentor Don Callis. The match started surprisingly normal with a lock up exchange. Maybe they forgot. Uh it, t- it didn't take him long though to start hitting the big moves. Omega landed on his head after a suplex from Takeshta. The springboard dropkick did not hit its mark, but it still hit Takeshta in the leg, so they made it work. Takeshi landed on Omega's knees when he jumped off the top rope. That looked incredibly painful. There was a great blue thunder bomb off the top, the reverse harakana, maybe one of the best executions of that move that we've seen in a while. And after several close two counts, Takeshi ended up getting what many would call an upset win when he got a huge knee strike for the victory. So Gina Omega loses again. And the biggest win of takeshta's career were you surprised
1: i I definitely was surprised, especially because um of, of course we've had like tag matches and things with them between um between them, and Takeshta got the win at all in, yeah all yeah, in a, yeah. sorry, I keep getting them confused um yeah, Takeshta got the win over Kenny at all in as well, so that was quite shocking for me. I was like, okay, Kenny's getting retribution in this match and he's going to win it. So <laughs> I was surprised that he didn't get that win, but I was also very, very happy for Takeshita. I know that the crowd hate Don Callis and therefore they hate Takeshita as well. But I think that this feud that they're doing for him is helping to Takesh- build Takeshita so well. And I-, I really look forward to seeing him. I don't look forward to seeing Don. Don still does my nothing. But I... I- I'm really liking the way Takeshta wrestles, and I'm just looking forward to each match of his more and more, the more I see of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, again, I'm going to play Devil's Ever Cut. And Monty, I'll ask you, because you've probably seen Kenny Omega more than we have. Is it a he's putting so many people over this year? And does it lessen the impact of, you know, Will Ospreay getting a victory or, or someone else, if he's jobbing out to Takeshta? Or might just be negative?
2: Uh, maybe you are being a little negative. I think uh, honestly, uh, I understand what you're saying. I definitely don't think it hurts Osprey because again, uh, be, the situation where they were in Canada, the way the match went, that is just that's impossible. It's hard, it's hard to really hurt uh, him with the quality of that match and the way everything played out in that situation. Uh, and then I also think if you just gotta look at it from the point of view of what it's doing for Tecahter, I think it's who you. It, it's not necessarily all the time. Who, uh, you know, how the fact that you're losing when you're in a position that Omega is in, I think it's a lot of times it got a lot to do with who you're losing to, how you're losing, and I think since it's Takeshida and the way things have been done, and you can just tell that propping him up to be this new uh, animal of a beast. The only way this is bad, in my opinion, is if Takeshida end up not being anywhere close to what we all think he has the potential of being. That's the only way they can just can come back and end up being a down, in my opinion. Uh, because again, they've made Takeshi look so strong. Now, yes, it's still shocking that he's losing this much. And as someone who watched him a lot in New Japan, he's definitely one of those guys who did not lose in these situations a lot. But I do understand if you want to make new stars, like I talk, we talk about this all the time. When a lot of people talk about WWE, if you want to make new stars, a lot of times the people who are established, who you feel like are untouchable, untouchable, has to take defeat sometimes. Now, again, you don't want to run into, you want to start doing this a lot. You don't want to start doing this for everyone, but I do think if if, if they keep if they continue to pick their spot. Now I know it look it looked bad because it's two in a row or whatever, uh, but since it's doing something wonders for Takeshla and it's happened for, for a guy like Takeshler and the way it has happened, I think it, it doesn't really do a disservice for AEW quite yet. But if they if they turn into a trend, then yeah, maybe you're right. But right now, I think living in the moment and with the quality of this match and what I think Takeshla has the potential to be. I don't think this is a bad thing. No, I mean,
0: there's a difference between the elite losing to Dark Order compared to Bullet Club, I suppose, you know. Uh, and there's no doubt the last five minutes of this yeah. was great. Uh, Jaxy, what were your thoughts and what is your score out of five?
1: Yeah, I was I was definitely shocked to, uh, you know, see, n- not see Kenny pick up the win here, um, especially as we pointed out, you know, sort of, Kanosuke got this, this you know, sort of what we would call a fluke roll-up pin, um, you know, all in. Um, so I was kind of shocked by this overall outcome. However, I, I'm a lot like Monty. Uh, this left me feeling very excited with what they're planning to do with Kanosuke. To get two wins over uh, Kenny Omega is, is a great achievement, you know. Um, And for me, I didn't see this as like a... Um, you know, like something bad to Kenny. Exactly like Monty said, like, you know, this is the reason we have matches like this to start building up our younger talent. And I I believe that Konosuke actually is a very good wrestler. Um, I I think he's got a lot of potential to kind of be one of the greats in, in the future. Um, And this is how you build those, those type of future stars, you know, Um, having them against people like Kenny Omega, who is just as big a star, if not bigger, um, you know, like kind of uh, coach and hone these guys um, and, and, you know, bring the best out of them in these matches. So I really enjoyed this match. And even though I was really shocked by the outcome, I was really excited to know what's to come for Kanosuke. Um, I also believe that this doesn't mean that it will affect Kenny's future as a wrestler at all. I don't think Kenny can do any wrong. Um, at this point. I gave it a four and three quarters. I thought brought it was great. I thought the shock factor worked really well. No one saw this coming and if you see like the pin itself and then uh, the pan shot to the crowd, the crowd were completely shocked. They did not see this coming um, and that's, that's the type of good wrestling you want. You don't want to always be able to um, read the outcome of the match before the matches even uh, started. So yeah, this match overall was a really good one for me.
2: Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, I thought, like, again, I didn't have a problem with the match. I loved the match. Uh, it was really, really good. Like you said, it had st- st- strong points, especially towards the end. Uh, and, I again, with Tekesha pulling out the victory, definitely wasn't expecting it. But, uh, again, it was like it was one of those times where I was like, when I was going into my predictions, I thought Kenny would win because of what happened at, at Wembley. But after looking at the match and thinking about what happened at Wembley, it was like, you know what, that's fine. Give him a definite win over Kenny. Because I still don't think that this may not be over, especially with Don Callis being involved. So, you know, and like the way Tony tends the book, Kenny will probably win in the end. But if you let him, or if even if you don't, and you just let this go away with time, Kenny could get revenge at a later date. But I do think that Takeshila in the end wins, and now... Going forward, you can see Takeshita are doing big things in AEW if that's what they want to do. And I think that's what they should do.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, not show you a little bit, but it's even with, like, compare Kenny Omega to, like, The Undertaker. And when Mankind then debuted, all it took was a couple of victories in the first couple of matches. Then you could lose the feud over the next couple right. of years. But at the moment, like I said, Takeshita now is a made man – in AEW, with this, uh, Gina, what about your score?
1: Sorry, I forgot I was on mute. Um, I think I, 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 think for this one, I gave a a four and a quarter. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I also agree in in the sense of um, I feel like Kenny also kind of wants to put Takeshita over. So, I think he, he, if he really would have had a problem with n- losing to Dakeshda, then it wouldn't have gone that way, maybe. But I, I do see there being a third match between them and then Kenny getting the overall win. So, I don't think it hurts him in any way.
0: Yeah. Uh, the court, for me, their predictions all went Kenny. So, it remains I'm on nine, the rest is on eight. And then Bullet Club Gold versus Young Bucks and FTR as expected. The Chicago crowd were booing the Bucks every time they tagged in the match. Juice is one of those guys who always gets my attention, whether he's a legal competitor or not. He always does something funny or entertaining. Um, the always sharpshit spot was fun. Wheeler John on the super Kick party was hilarious. But shockingly, and two results in a row here. The Bullet Club goal continues winning ways by scoring a victory over FTR and the Bucks. Uh, and to say talk about the bucks they were fucking hated but Jaxi, the bullet club did the job here uh you went from as well i mean what were your faults on the match and yeah. why did you go through you jammed so, that's all I can say <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I mean I feel, like, I feel like it was a little bit self explanatory if I'm truly honest like if you actually read between the lines about the frustrations that have been going on between the Bucks and FTR, especially with sort of like the outcome and the end of the match um, at all in you know the Bucks not shaking hands with anyone uh, with either of them just sort of walking off because they're frustrated even just kind of watching the backstage stint Uh, between, like, that, you know, kind of was meant to have happened or occurred just after All In, where I think it was FTR went to go and confront the Young Bucks about not shaking their hand. Um, And there was still a little bit of, like, disgruntledness between both teams at that point. Um, That being said, right now, you've got, like, Bullet Club Gold who really have just been doing an excellent job, not only just sort of from an entertainment factor, but I genuinely believe that this was exactly the right move that the gun club needed. Um, I think them separating from Billy Gunn has really allowed them to kind of like do their own thing. Um, And I think for a while it wasn't working for me, but actually seeing them teamed with Juice and Jay... um, they're really coming together as a a faction. Um, Even sort of the gun club's entrance uh, used to not annoy me, but like I was like, oh, they're really irritating. It makes them even more irritating as a tag team. But now I just find myself highly entertained by all of them coming out and it's using the gun club's entrance in the ring and the spotlight. Um, I do believe that uh, that there was um, like a lot more that's going to come out of this, whether or not it's really the gun club and FTR slash young, young bucks shooting on, or whether or not it, it changes up, um, slightly. I'm not sure, but I just know, I just felt like this really wasn't going to be the end. So, um, for me, I went with, uh, bullet club gold, because I truly believed that they have more to do in getting it under the, the skin and under the, in, the, in, the mind of uh, FTR and Young Bucks. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where more things go with this match. But I I enjoyed it. I thought it was OK.
0: Yeah, like you say, it, it, I really like the ending, the, how they worked as a team to get that pin, you know, and it wasn't the person we thought was going to get the win, yeah. uh, you know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the Colt Colton's getting a victory, so really, really clever. And like I said, they're working. Like, Monty, they are working, aren't they, Bullet Club, at this moment in time. I mean, I I diss them, but I've got to say, they're slowly getting over, and I'm just wondering when Tony's going to drop the ball with them.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I told everyone who hates the, the Gun Club, I said, man, give it time, Uh Especially the guns, I didn't. I never really disliked them. I thought they was just in a situation where they was mixed with the acclaim. So you know, they 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 fell right into the role perfectly, and I thought they they played their role perfectly in that situation. The only thing I didn't like was probably how you know when they beat when they won the tag titles. I, it was sudden, but even then, I was like, okay, I will give it a chance. So a lot of people are always, in my opinion, kind of unfairly. Did not like them. But I thought, honestly, a lot of it came from a good place. If you're annoyed a lot of times by heels, then that's a pretty good good sign that they're doing their job. And I think now it's turned into a little bit of appreciation because they're paired with the right people. It just makes sense being in the Bullet Club uh, or Bullet Club Gold. And I think uh, a lot of people also thought that Jay White was going to immediately get misused in AEW. And, again, I I have to say they have done an awesome job so far of just protecting him and, like you said, by proxy – the Bullet Club. So yeah, man, I, I I'm really impressed with it. And I think hopefully they just keep they keep it pushing. Hopefully they just they they, they keep doing what they doing. And I I also want to say this too. I love Jaxie also just making me feel like a total idiot by highlighting why she chose what she chose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's no, like, what yeah. Is that? I think it's, it was kinda obvious. You can't you deny you can't it, deny right. Yeah. I mean like again, like
1: I'm to But like I said, Monty, uh, this is the only time I'm excelling right now. I really need to, um, you know, need to make sure that I'm trying to analytically get the wins. So this was all of, you know. um, So, yeah, this is where it's worked in my favor. But this is also what's failed me in WWE because clearly I'm I'm not reading everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not reading everything right. Don't even say it, James, okay? (laughs) Well,
0: no, you're not doing as well as WWE as you are in AW. Yeah. But, I mean, Gina, before, you know, we have to talk about predictions, uh, what are you going to score this out of five and what were your thoughts?
1: Um, I really enjoyed the match. Um, I also feel a bit dumb, um, especially when my sister explains that, because I even had an in-depth conversation with my sister before even this event had happened you. she about, didn't even help you like, horrible. No, she didn't. but yet we, <laughs> set, we sat here over lunch yeah. discussing the issue between fpr and the young bucks <laughs> so when I, I i bet a load of listeners are like well gina why did you choose them to win then guys i don't know um <laughs> I think I was just being hopeful and I was being biased to FTR, okay? I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop making my predictions based on biased choices now, okay? So um yeah. It was a great match and I could see these feuds happening, but um the the Bullet Club Gold are really, really great at the moment. Um that I think they just need to keep pushing them. Um, and one good thing about it is that, yes, we've had, you know, all Juice join AEW, then we've had Jay join, but I'm glad they didn't thrust Jay straight up into the title picture to rise up his ranks. I like that they're doing this sort of let Jay build his brand and his faction, you know, because one day we know that they're going to push Jay to just take over. And everyone's going to be just against the Bullet Club gold. So I think it's working for the for the ass boys, even though they don't want to be known as that. I think it's working for them because I, I think they didn't need a very Mysterio introduction into wrestling. They didn't need to be linked to their dad. And I think this Bullet Club is working for them because they work really well with both Juice and Jay. And again, if if you're a fan of New Japan and you've seen Juice and Jay in, on that scene, you know you're already a fan, so um, it was a great match. Did I already give my rating? I can't remember. No, go on. Um, oh, I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm gonna give it a four and a half. It was it was enjoyable, and I was shocked with the ending because I was so stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mon- Monty, what about you?
2: Yeah, no, this is pretty good. Four and a quarter.
0: jacksy Yeah, I gave it a four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Uh, four and a quarter, man. Uh, predictions, <laughs> we went, we all went for FTR and the Bucks, apart from Jaxi, which means Gina and Monty stay on eight, and Jaxi joins me on nine points. Two-point lead squandered. Jaxi now in the lead. What a cunt. Yeah. So, <laughs> I,
1: I went from the bottom <laughs> to the top, and and you're getting all of my reasoning why. I'm, you're really, really lucky to be, you know, in my presence and listening to, you know, my rational thinking, because clearly y'all didn't know what you were talking about. Well,
0: just glad it's not going to your head. So the main event of the night was the international championship between John Moxley and Orange Cassidy. They took a long time to make any contact O.C. tried to put his hands in his pockets, but Mox a way to let him know he was in no mood for games. It didn't take long for to draw first blood by busting O.C.'s head open on the announce table. It was a deep cut. so Cassidy was wearing the crimson mask within minutes. The longer the match went, the more Mox punished the champion by attacking his head, really laying in the strikes. Um, this was O.C.'s official entry into the main event scene and decided to come in the hard way. Uh, Moxley uses the bell lock. OC going through his usual lazy kicks, hitting stiffer kicks was a great moment. He made a comeback after hitting a beach break on the concrete. Uh, after hitting two orange punches, he ran right into a cutter and he fired with another punch and a spear. Somehow Cassidy managed to kick out Death Rider, which rarely happens, but got hit with a second. And your new international champion is John Moxley. Uh, Monty, what are your thoughts on this? I know Moxley's always going to bleed, and what a great reign for Monash Cassidy as international champion.
2: Yeah, uh, I think you're 100% right uh, on both accounts there. The reign, historic, awesome stuff from Orange Cassidy. I think Uh, One of the reasons why I ended up putting my hat in on Orange Cassidy is that promo going into it, he really just kind of like bared his soul. And for the first time, you kind of can get a chance to see If you didn't see, I think by now everyone should know that he's money and he can can be the guy or one of the guys. But if you don't see it, I think this promo proved a lot of his doubters who say he can't be serious and all that. I think think that proved any of them wrong, in my opinion. This match went perfectly along with it because, again, he showed toughness. I kinda of went against all my, my good senses because I was just like, well, he kept he's been hurt, he's been tired. So everything that he that's been knocking him down, he still should be able to overcome it. Even if it's Moxley. And again, I'm just one of those people who don't think at this point Moxley needs a championship. But at the same time, let's go back with history. What happened the last time CM Punk got his fight? <laughs> <laughs> Moxley was right there. To pick up the slack and uh and to be, uh, you know, a, a solid, constant figure that you need at the top of a division or at the top of the show. So, you know, again, you can never go wrong with Moxley in that spot. Like you said, Moxley is definitely going to bleed and he's definitely going to give it his all. You know, they just put out the PWI rankings, which, by the way, I don't even want to entertain those rankings. And for some reason, Tetsuya Naito was not in the top 500. Screw all PWI. They they apologize, but I'm still telling them to screw off He for wasn't that. in the top but 500. Anyway, the top 500 wrestlers, and we're talking about K-Fame. He just won the me. G1, Jay. Oh, He no, just no. won the G1. Wait, he just won Come on, no, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought, like, what, what, what thought he said, apologize. like, Tanahashi yeah. or someone. Yeah, like, fucking hell. Right, right, right. I mean, they apologize, no. but, yes, he wasn't even in the top 500. It's sick. Oh, it's very aggravating. But at the top of that list... They did get it right with Moxley, Roman number two, I think and Rollins, number one. So, you know, or if you want to revert, if you want to go whatever order you can, in my opinion, you'll be right because at the end of the day, the shield is at the top of the wrestling world. And I think honestly, like he said, I think I've been seeing this viral clip go out about years ago. He said, you got three Beyonce's here. You know, if you're talking about a group, you know, three, three top three, number one guys. And I think that's exactly what the shield is. So as someone who watched him, as you know, even before he was a shield when he was, you know, just death match marks, you know, when before that. And then now to see what he is now and see what he means to this company, because he's one of those guys at the end of the day, you know, they can count on. This was awesome. And I thought this was a great way to finish out this show. And even though I had shout out to my connect, I did pirate this. I will admit it. <laughs> not, I didn't buy it. Shout out to my connect, but he made it worth it. So I didn't pay I didn't pay <laughs> money two weeks in a row. But
0: I, I want to tell you, Moxley, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> well, like I said, let's hope they can keep the momentum going now. Uh, but let's not forget, I mean, Jaxley, we're talking about women's matches, tag matches can't main event, but Orange Cassidy with this national title can. This was his first pay per view main event. This was Moxley's 11. Is. Is it right for AEW to rely on Moxley as much as they do? Or is Monty right? Can he put the weight on the weld on his shoulders?
1: I mean, you know, it's not kind of a similar situation as to what it was back um, when he kind of had to pick up the reins after the first sort of brawl out. Um, situation happened like he genuinely was going off on on an annual leave on a break and he physically had to come back and actually like fix things and in a way mox has become sort of like a leader within the locker room um he has a sort of like a plethora of men and women backstage that all respect and listen to him and i think exactly what monty said right now you've got the entire shield you know sort of like running the top wrestling world at the moment um I think a lot of that plays into the level of trust Tony Khan does have with uh, John Moxey. That being said, again for me this was a, 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 this match was a, a rational decision-making match for me. Not only do we know that Mox can handle a title and actually you know run with it and actually have decent runs not saying orange Cassidy can't but we can actually like not bring up the elephant in the room that week in week out we've been seeing orange Cassidy on a weekly basis opening up even on just on a rampage or whatever but taped up the man probably needs to go off and rest he has been wrestling two or three nights a week um, you know, and, and just doing a lot, putting up with a lot. Mox um, has, has been able to have, like, a little bit more of a break in between since, like, sort of the creation of the Black Ball Combat Club. Um, this does help, you know, being part of a faction because he can still be present but not be wrestling as much. But right now, Mox is definitely on another hype. Like, a lot of people are behind him again. And not to say they weren't before, but, like, you know, he's gone off. He's had, like, you know, a few sort of normal stints of just normal matches and stuff. So, yeah, I think at this point, especially with a lot of the news about the firing and everything like that, I think Tony wanted to give Chicago, like, a feel-good moment. And what better way to end it than everyone who does love Mox just put the belt on back on him in the main event. So for me, this like felt like a no brainer that like, OC probably needs um, to wrestle less or to go off and rest. You know, he, he might, as Monty also pointed out about what Mox said about just coming out and saying that, you know, his arthritis is bad. We don't even know what underlying issues Orange Cassidy might currently have. Um, and I just felt like, uh, it was getting to a point where he probably needed to take a, a, a break, even if it is just a brief one. Um, so, yeah, this for me was a no-brainer with the match.
0: So, Gina, main event, uh, what are your thoughts and what is your score out of five?
1: Um, my thoughts... But, OK, this is going to be quite controversial, but I think I may have said this before. I'm just, like, a bit bored of Aaron Cassidy. I, I just am. So... It's not that I dislike him because he's entertaining and it's not like I dislike any of the matches he's in, but I'm just a bit bored. So I was just really, really wanting Mox to win this match. <laughs> so every time Orange just kind of was getting the advantage, I was like, oh fuck off, Orange. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was quite um a frustrating match for me a little bit. Um I think like literally, again, I always enjoy the matches he's in. You know, even in the big, you know, stadium stampede match, I enjoyed seeing him in it, but was, I think I'm just a bit bored. So um yeah, I was really, really hoping that Mox was gonna get this win. Uh the match was great. I'm gonna give it a four and a quarter.
0: Four and a quarter. Uh Monty, what about you?
2: Yeah, I was really high on this match. Uh I I am also very high on what Orange has been able to do. And what he, how he, he, like what he is now. Like I said, I just love to think about how he was kind of like a joke or a comedy wrestler to some people. You use he used Jericho to really make people take notice. Use that few, and I think this Moxley thing. This is about proving that he's tough enough, he's realistic enough. Yeah, I know some people may not like what he does or whatever, but I feel like. This is what he kind of needs to take that next step to be a world champion contender in the future, even though he had a a great reign here. This reign, along with this match, proved why, in my opinion, he can be a world champion in the future because he showed uh, elite toughness here. I gave it four and a half.
0: Yeah, no, I have to groove you. Uh, Jaxley, what side do you want?
1: I mean, to be honest, I think that Orange Cassidy's had a really great one with the inter- uh, international championship. I think he's um, held it well. I think he's defended it well. And I think he's had some great matches with it. But I wasn't actually shocked that Mox was going to pick up a belt. we got to think Claudio is currently the Ring of Honor champion. I think, yeah. yeah. the yeah. TV champion. Yeah. yeah. So he's the current Ring of Honor champion. Y- Utah might not be a champion at the moment, but he had just previously been the pure champion. You know, like, the, the, these guys are all on a run right now. And Mox is at his, his best right now, um, even though he's not at his best, if that makes sense. Um, so I was just, yeah, I feel like overall that this this match has just done well to actually continue to elevate the Blackpool Combat Club. Exactly what I actually predicted was going to happen when they originally formed. I felt like they were going to kind of take over as a faction. So um, I, I enjoyed this match. I gave it, I also gave it a four and a half.
0: Yeah, I gave it a four and a half as well. So predictions: Monty went for Orange Castley went went rest went for Moxley. So it means final scores: Monty on eight, Gina on nine, James and Jaxie on ten. So Jaxie wins again. Jaxie, I know you may be not doing that well on WWE <laughs> Prediction League, but your AEW form has been incredible. So well done for that. I'm, I mean, I'm serious.
1: I mean, I, I I'm very proud of this result. I think that if I kind of had, you know, had a, I I feel like if there had been a bit more of a build up, like a, maybe an extra week behind all out, I probably would have like uh, called um, called a few of the matches differently because I think it was the Kenny match that I misread. Darby's match I misread and Athena's match I misread. But if there if there had been more build up especially towards the the women's tag match, I feel like I could have definitely like just come up oak on top overall, yeah, but, clean slate, you know? But, you know, I'm I'm good, I'm not going to complain because I'm still prevailing in AEW, so I'm not a total loser.
0: No, the thing is is that between you and I we didn't get a match wrong. So like I said the matches that you mm-hmm. said you Looked at wrong, I got right, and vice versa. So there's not exactly. there's no blind spots at this moment in time. Um, what it means for the prediction leagues, after all, out. So we know WWE Gina, Gina is in the lead for WWE five four one bonus league. We know Monty is in the lead fifteen fourteen twelve eleven, and AEW means Jaxy has gone to lead on four with Monty and James on three, Gina on two, which means for the first time ever since we have been doing this podcast together, I am the only one not in the lead of a league. And that is incredible. So well done,
1: guys. You have completely shut me out. Well done
0: at this moment in time.
1: Yay. I can't deny it. I'm very pleased that I find I've been resting on like being like drawing with someone the whole time. So I'm very happy to be leading the AEW one right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, there is daylight between you guys and me, but I <laughs> will have my revenge. There's no doubt about it. Uh, overall then, so match of the night, I think it'd be fair to say it was Starks versus Danielson. Uh, so we just need MVP and rating. So, Gina, who's your MVP of the night,
1: and what's your rating out of ten? Ricky Starks. <laughs> Ricky Starks with MVP. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and out of ten, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half because there were quite a few matches that I really did enjoy. Um, I will give a special shout out to the Hobbs and Miro match because. That really is at the top, but I'm really sorry. You just lost out due
2: to my biasness. Again,
0: I said this is the last time I will, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's fair enough. Uh, Monty, what about you? MVP
2: and rating? Yeah, man. Ricky, in my opinion, came out looking like the biggest star next the orange cast coming out of this orange loss. Uh, you know, they both lost, but I think uh, Ricky ended up looking like someone that you can definitely see a bright future, and I like his match better. So I'm going Ricky as my MVP. And overall I agree, eight and a half, but my reasoning is completely different. As someone who did not really care for this show at all, did not really have the strength to want to watch another wrestling show. Because I'm wrestled out at this point in a lot of ways, to be honest. Uh it ended up being much much way more fun. And I credit the the talent because when you only got one week to build, you can't get you can't tell me it's the damn booking that got me <laughs> through this match. So I credit the work of all the wrestlers in my opinion. Uh, for getting me through this show, because I was not looking forward to it. Uh,
0: Jaxi, MVP and rating.
1: Yeah, got got to go with a clean sweep here. I think Ricky really stood out. I think it was his best match to date. Um, I'm excited to see more come out of him. Um, and I also want to give a, a, a sort of close shout out to the my other five-star match, which was the Miro-Hobbs um, match, because I, I felt like that was a great, match overall um i i have to agree i think eight and a half is a really good uh stamper for it and i think my reasoning is very much exactly the same as monty's like i did not go into this pay-per-view caring for any of these matches um with lack of build-up i i was also feeling a little bit wrestled out especially with the week before being so hectic for us being there really um live uh But I overall enjoyed this whole um, premium live event or pay-per-view, whatever they're calling it. Um, So, yeah, eight and a half seems fitting.
0: I'm going to go Starks and um, OC MVP. I'm going to give it an eight and a quarter because, not to sound negative, but there is nothing that happened on this card that will matter in a month's time. We won't go back and there's nothing here.
1: you so know. that about Moxley's reign, Moxley's title reign will still be here in a month's time, so that will still be relevant. So I think that's not entirely true.
0: All right. So in six months' time, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about <laughs> when Moxley won this title. All right. We'll see okay, how you can fit it yeah, in. Okay.
1: Reminder: six months' time, yeah, we, we shall, need to actually show that that James, is, uh, that James is wrong and Moxley yeah. is still champion you, and he's on a hell of a, a spree. You just. Someone
0: counted me. I just don't like Jaxie. and I don't know what that is, but it really <laughs> that
1: you do the same to me, James. It's my competitiveness.
2: It's
1: just... It
0: gets real no, that's ugly. Where you start. <laughs> 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 so anyway, we're gonna do dynamite notes. Um, we had Orange Cassidy start the show, saying he's gonna be there every week because he's Orange Cassidy and he doesn't have a catchphrase. Aussie Open lost again. So M. Smo, Joe came face to face. Um, Grand Slam World Title eliminated Trent Barrett lost to Roderick Strong I tell you saying that was fucking good Swerve Strickland, Hangman saying, if I would have got the opportunities that you got a year ago I would be the first black AEW World Champion by now I mean, Monty, Swerve is a star, Will, is Tony just teasing us here or can, can Swerve literally go all the way, because he's got everything, hasn't he
2: I don't think Tony T's in is. I think he got to be an idiot to not see that where it should be in that conversation. It's kind of like what I was saying, with Ricky Stark. I think Swerve is right there as a guy who needs to be in the world title picture in a definitely in a single title picture. He's one of those guys, and I think uh you know uh if I'm WWE, I, every time I see Swerve on the other per, on the other people's television screen, I'm just like, man, I should have held on to him. That's the, I, I felt that way. Ever since they let him go, and I think AEW, if they if they're smart, they'll put him in that spot because he he's one of those guys. I feel like you give him the ball, you give him that 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 situation, or put him in the right situation. He's gonna take it and run with it, and he he's gonna be uh, a top star in wrestling for many years to come. And I think Tony would be an idiot if he don't see it.
0: Yeah, uh, he is an idiot. But again, that's an argument for another day. Grand Slam, well, total eliminator. Darby Allen beat Nick Wayne on Rampage. And the Grand Slam World Title will eliminate a Penta beat Jay Lethal. Joe beat Jeff Hardy. On collision, Jay Cargill will turn to beat up Martinez. And they gave Statlander the Jaded. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Grand Slam well Title, Long beat Derby. Joe beat Penta. Danielson came out for an interview and said, despite not wanting to wind down his career, he has promised his daughter that he will uh, wind down once he, she reaches seven. She's six at the moment. To be fair, she sounds a bit demanding to me. But Gina Danielson is a man of his words. So this next year with Brian Danielson should be incredible.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think that they're going to do everything they can to kind of give him what he would like to achieve um, before he does look to sort of retire or semi-retire. I do think he'll make special appearances sort of in the future going forward. Um, not 100% guaranteed they will all be for an AEW platform, maybe another platform. But it'll more be like a special guest one or two week run or just lead up to a pay-per-view, uh, something like that. But I definitely think that over this next year, they're going to truly push ideas that maybe Danielson would love to still embark on before he looks to retire that sort of lifestyle, you know?
0: We're at, I mean, like you said, hopefully maybe just a couple of matches, you know, a year as opposed to strap matches we've seen, rather than completely retiring. But we are gonna is- get Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream on October first. So an event that I didn't care about now has a match that I might watch. Uh, Dynamite. Ricky Starks is back on the show, which was nice. Callis uh, wants Ibushi next, and the Grand Slam World Title eliminate Final. Joe beat Strong. We'll face MJF at Grand Slam. Joe said he's going to take everything from MJF, including Adam Cole, who we choked out in a really cool segment. And finally, Rampage Jade Cargill lost to Chris Statlander. Uh, Jay congratulated Chris afterwards and hugged her for leaving the ring. This felt very much like a goodbye. Jade is WWE bound. Uh, Jaxie, We've talked about, you've mentioned before, you know, a, a star of, like, Sasha Banks coming to AEW. What could that do? What about losing, mm. like, Jade Cargill? And what's it going to be like when she's money and she's going to go WWE and be a star?
1: Yeah, um, just a correction. Chris Statlander fought one of the Renegade twins, and then Jade came out. He said that Jade, um, Jade and Chris fought, but Jade came out after the match ended um because the twins had uh, tw- uh ganged up on chris um you know it was very exciting to actually see jade come back and straight away i said to my sister that i really would love to see jade go for the aew women's belt so to hear that she- there has been talks or rumors of her going to wwe is is very sad because i feel like that jade has so much more to do and accomplish yet in AEW, if I'm truly honest. When she was TBS champion, she was kept on Rampage. She faced the women that were mainly primarily on Rampage. Um, I still have dream matches that I would love to see, um, you know, Jade have within uh, AEW. Uh, I don't think that will be the end for her career in AEW I think even if she does end up going to and signing with WWE I think there is still potential for her to uh, still end up going back to AEW but you know you, you can't deny that whichever promotion she she ends up in there's going to be some dream matches up, that that's going to be on the card um, I just hope that if she d- does go to WWE she doesn't get ruined so that that's my only worry
0: Oh, no, don't worry about that. I think the thing is with Jade is that Tony didn't know how to book her in the end. So wasting her on Rampage compared to this is Triple H's wet dream. I can and me personally, I cannot believe they've let Jay Cargill slip through. If we think Ray Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez are impressive, then we ain't seen nothing yet. You know, especially with the performance center there with Jade, because it is just it's ready made money. And I cannot, but and the rumors are as well Ricky Starks and the next one. This could really be the beginning of AW losing who was who they could build a future around in a weird way. Yeah, and it's great having Mox and Danielson and all these guys, but who's going to pick up once they're not there, you know? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. They call the Rose Connect, (laughs) just saying. He got he got a history with Ricky Starks. I'm, I'm not. I think that's what they're trying to use, yeah. whether they saying it or not. They definitely try to use Cody's relationships to do some recruiting. Oh, uh, Jay, but like he was at the Rumble when he, he so. yeah. You been Ricky went to the Rumble for Cody. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I think Jade is going to be pretty. I think Jade is going to be good no matter what. It, you yeah. know, if it's not true, she'll be fine. And I think once you go to the main roster, it's just it, I feel I actually feel bad for some of the other ladies on WWE roster because you thought Bianca's reign was dominant. You thought Rhea was dominant. Like, just adding, like you said, Raquel, adding another woman or Jade's stature and what, yeah. everything she presented as a character. Oh, man. It, it's, <laughs> like I said, it would be, it'd be crazy. But I don't know. I think she'll be fine either way, though. She's a star, and I think that's what we all know. And uh, like you said, it would be a shame if AEW have lost her. Uh, but it would be, like you said, one man's you know loss in, in this situation. It would be treasure for the opposite company and, you know, vice versa in some cases. But Jade, oh man, yeah. I would have threw all the money at Jade.
0: Well, again, it gives AEW a chance to book the division better and also, you know, like we said with Tony Storm, with the character development and what she's doing to step up to the plate now as well. Because, you know, going back to a Brit Baker all the time or, you know, the amount of fucking matches this past month involving, like, Baker, Shida... And some you know, in tag teams has been has been crazy. So you know, with all the good AEW has done, there is obviously some bad as well. Uh, but I think that's it. There's nothing really else about AEW. Anybody else wants to discuss? We think we should call time. I
1: mean, I think we said. I think we said a decent amount.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we've done enough. So that is <laughs> it. Don't forget across all social media, Twitter at the WLB Podcast. I'm at the WRJA. You can find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people listen and find you?
2: You can follow me at Pod on the Twitter, like you said, in in the WNR Twitter banner. You can click the link in the bio, listen to some of the old pods. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to lie like I have the time to even promote anything new right now. Um, uh, Right now, you can find me at home with my daughter. So (laughs) uh, I'll let you guys know. Uh, uh, if anything else change on that front, at my Monty so just keep keep following the Twitter, and uh, it may be a surprise pod coming up in a couple of weeks or so. Just wrapping up everything going on in my tumultuous life at this point. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, Jaxie, what about you?
1: Um, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Scarlet. And Gina, you can find me on the same at
2: Purple Pain
0: on facebook and instagram all google platforms send us an email at at And youtube podcast we have all the latest clips podcasts go at the same time you should do soundcloud on your phone also spotify and I make it subscribe rate and review there so that is it so up next and monty i know <laughs> you don't say you know might not sound ready for the next couple of weeks we're going to go all out on nxt next weekend nxt update Following Weekend, No Mercy. It Come on, this is going to be good. You know, I mean, yes, we have got six episodes to catch up on, but it's going to be fun,
2: you know? You say that, but I don't even know. I'll drag myself to that podcast some way, I guess. But I must say, NXT... <laughs> Has been awesome, so I, I do have to say I definitely have to find a way to. I'm definitely gonna find a way to get the podcast done because NXT deserves my attention. It's been really, really good, and uh, but yeah, man. Uh, at this point, I'm running on coffee and whatever the Lord is giving me.
0: We'll be fine. Uh, I've had I've had <laughs> I've had girlfriends like that in the past. We'll be fine. We'll get through it. You'll survive me today. Um, also, don't. <laughs> don't forget as well that uh, Jackson Gene will be back uh, in October for the AEW Wrestle Dream but I do want predictions from both of you from No Mercy because that is going to go towards the prediction leagues so that is awesome. it Yeah. until then I've been James Rowlands and I was joined by the fantastic Jackson Scarlett, Jackson you cannot be beaten in AEW, you cannot be beaten
1: well, that's yet to be seen, isn't it, James? So hopefully I'll be able to continue this game um, going into WrestleDream. So we'll see how things go. There's yeah, still two more
0: AEW shows. Uh, the guy, oh, the mind of Monty. Monty, of course, you're in lead of the bonus league. So, of course, with NXT coming up, you've got to make sure you stay on the ball. Definitely,
2: definitely. And I need Jackson to get more cocky so we can knock off that perch. Please. Come on, man! Stop! Stop all this modest stuff! Come on, get get a little big headed so you can screw
0: up. No, never, never. And finally, the <laughs> genius of Gina, of course, lead of the. And she's the one who's not gone on about it today. I think the leader of the W Prediction League, just quietly sitting there laughing at the other losers.
2: True.
1: Completely forgot about that, if I'm truly honest. (laughs) Thanks for gloating
0: for me. Thanks for gloating for me. Yeah, great. I'm pleased for It's great. It's great. I'm so happy that I created a podcast where I'm not in the lead of any prediction leads. What a loser. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Bring back Dan, is what I say. Well, on on that. Uh thanks to everybody um bye